Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Welcome to MCMF, the comic book podcast where I try to get you, dear listener, into the wonderful world of comic books by making my friends read those comic books. My name is Marcus, Mr. Summers, if you're nasty. Joining me on this episode uh, to talk about the new Teen Titans, The Terror of Trigon, it's Jesse. Jesse, welcome back. Hello, hello. This is your uh, resident lesbian correspondent, Jesse. <laughs> I have returned. <laughs> um, I wanted to do this to uh, kind of... As a tribute to George Perez, uh, who passed away a few weeks ago, um, Perez is, for my money, top five comic book artist ever. Uh, All time. If, like, if he's not your number one, that's fine. Uh, but he's he's top five ever to me. He Easy. Yeah. Like, basically, if you are around our age and you grew up watching Teen Titans, you owe that entire like beloved part of your childhood in large part to George Perez because uh, he was a co-writer and co uh, he was a co-writer and the sole art sole penciler of the new Teen Titans from 1980 to 1984. Yeah. Also, I that speaks a lot to me because I have to thank him by proxy for my entire hobby of reading comic books because the only reason I read comics is because I watched the Teen Titans TV show as a kid. Oh yeah. Rewatched it one summer when I was bored, when I was a teenager, found out there was a tie-in comic, attempted to find the tie-in comic on the internet, and then accidentally found the 2003 run of Teen Titans by Jack Jones and read that instead. I, yeah, in a, in a way, and, ooh, I this was show, forever. My entire hobby of reading comics is owed to George Perez. Because, um, like, there was other comic book stuff that I had gotten into. Um, you know, I I had watched, uh, you know, the, the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s, uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Um, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Attic uh, Shock. But Teen Titans was the first one that I was able to watch every single episode in Justice League but I still missed a lot of Justice League but I was 8 going on 9 when Teen Titans started and so me and my brothers would watch Teen Titans every single week because uh, it aired on that one like the Friday block on Cartoon Network so I I watched every single episode of it as it came out such a good show. One of the season's overarching plots is actually, I realized halfway through reading this, based on is the this? story we will be yes. reading today. Specifically. The Raven season. Yeah, all season of the overarching two. Stuff, season two. Yeah, all the overarching stuff in the Raven season is literally just this comic, but rated PG instead of unrated, which is what this comic is. Yeah, because um, Teen Titans. Not approved by the Comics Code Authority, <laughs> the comic we will be talking about today for reasons we will get into later. Teen Titans, the show, uh, focuses on a different character, a different Titan for each season. Uh, so season one is Robin, season is two is the, season two is Tara, Reddick. not Raven. Season, yeah, season two is Tara. Season three is Cyborg. Uh, 
Uh, Four is Raven. Is Raven. And five is Beast Boy. Five is Beast Boy. The movie is Starfire. Right. Because I always thought it was weird that she didn't get a season. Yeah, because the show got canceled. The sixth season was going to be... was going to be the Starfire season. Uh, but she she just gets... Uh, she just gets kind of episodes here and there. But there's a lot of... Yeah, like, she gets good episodes. Yeah. But not like the big... She doesn't get the... Because like season one is all about Slade uh, trying Red to... X. Yeah, Slade and Red X and all that shit. Um, and then two se- is Tara and Slade. And yeah, Judas Contract stuff. Season three is Cyborg and the Hive and Brother Blood. Uh, yep. And season four is Raven and Trigon and all that. And season five is the Doom Patrol. Is, yeah, it's a Doom Patrol season, which Go is nuts. Doom Patrol. Also, Titans East. Yes! Titans East. My queen. My queen, rule. Bumblebee. Titans East kick ass. And Mossy Meadows. Mossy Meadows and Aqualad and Speedy. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. Just, just the, the fucking absolute lads, Titans East. Such, I love them. I love them so much. Uh, and it has the random one-off episodes with Jinx and oh, yeah, Jinx and Flash uh, shows up flirting with Jinx. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Deathstroke had his own Titans? <laughs> Remember Deathstroke's Titans East? <laughs> I do. <laughs> like I'm just looking also, at it, and it's like it's so funny. Terrifying villain. Yeah. Truly the scariest motherfucker was. Well, they called him Slade because Deathstroke couldn't be couldn't, on a TV. You couldn't put Deathstroke on a TV show. It just wasn't going to happen. Freaking, but Slade? Voiced by Ron Perlman? Oh my god, he was Ron Perlman. He's, he's great. Ron oh Perlman god, is was perfect Ron Perlman. as Slade. So terrifying. Robin, Robin maybe you think of me as a father. God. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, but yes. Terrifying, this, dude. Uh, this... You know, that cartoon influenced a lot of people's entrance into comic books. It's part of the reason, to tie back to a previous episode, part of the reason that Red Hood and the Outlaws was so poorly received was because someone was like, hey, I really liked Starfire when I was eight, and now I'm 17 and want to read a comic book with Starfire in it. Oh my God, who the fuck is this character? Listen, and even if... Even if somebody who watched that as a kid and now they're 17 and they were to read literally the issues that we will be covering today, they would have a little bit of a shock with the amount of tits that Starfire has, but they would recognize who she is. Yes, because like, her personality is like, the same. Her personality is the same. She talks a little bit more normally than, like, cannot use contractions, uh, yeah. Starfire of the TV show. But other than the cleavage, she's the same. Red Hood and the Outlaws is an abomination. <sighs> It's like, like Jason is fine. Like I said in that episode, Jason is fine. Roy is fine. Starfire is horrible in that book. It's so oh bad. It's God. such a, a disservice to her. This is uh, the start of my blood feud with Scott Lobdell. Uh, ugh, my blood feud with Scott Lobdell retroactively goes back to him having the great idea to, let's make Monet two kids in a trench coat. Let's make... <laughs> <laughs> One of the most interesting characters in this book. Two eight-year-olds fused oh together. Oh my god. I gotta read Gen X one of these days because it sounds like a fucking trip. She's so good. She's so good. It. It's got peak, like, Chris Bocciolo. 
Like, I I don't like Bachelot's modern art, but I think it's just because modern coloring doesn't suit his art well. Because his art in Gen X is perfect. It's the same style, but I think the colors, since they're more muted, I think they work for his art a lot better. Um, Do you miss flat colors? Gotta say, having as as I was reading this, I was like, oh, this is nice. Yes. <laughs> Do we really need to have things super rendered all the yeah. time? Yeah, like I'm like, wait, no, this is like it's exactly I what I want Hawkeye comic books to look so like. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of the reasons I love Hawkeye so much is because you look at it, it's literally just like 18 shades of purple, a couple flesh tones, and blonde for the hair. Yeah. It's like, boom, that's the Hawkeye book. And it's like, oh, good. But we're doing that thing again. We're doing that <laughs> we thing again. So let, let's get to the book. Uh, this is also, uh, did I say already, this is Marv Wolfman's kind of farewell, or George Perez's farewell to, um, to the Titans for a while. He, so he wrote, uh, New Teen Titans from 1980, uh, or Drew, 19, from 1980 to 1984. Sometime in the 80s, um, like right around the lead up to the Judas contract, they stopped having an editor, and the editor is just Wolfman and Perez. George. Just going back over each other's work and going, yeah, it looks good. Editing themselves. When they have their little boxes about what issues to go into, they switch the initials. They go uh, M and G or G and M. Yeah. And they, they switch it every single time. Which to <laughs> me is like, whoever is first is the person that actually noticed to put this in. <laughs> um, but this is his last story up until he comes back, uh, I think, for New Titans number 50. Also... One thing to note before we get yeah. too deep into this is the numbering structure. Uh, I touched on it in the Judas Contract episode. Um, suddenly, that uh, that series changes numbers um, in 1984. Why is that? Because they decided to launch this book. Uh, so after, I think it's issue 41 of the New Teen Titans. Uh, after remember. issue 42. Um... The original, the New Teen Titans, gets renamed Tales, Tales of, of the, the Teen New Titan. Teen Titans. Yes. It keeps the numbering. Important. So issue 43 is just called Tales of the New Teen Titans, and 42 would have been the New Teen Titans. Yeah. So then two months pass, and they launch the New Teen Titans number one. Which is this <laughs> runs, book. Which is this book. Runs simultaneously in canon, takes place roughly six months later. And apparently, at the time of publishing, there would be issues that would be coming out in the same month in which, in one book, the characters would be referring to the other book as though it had happened six months prior. And I just want to say, thank God Twitter did not exist at that time. People would have lost their goddamn minds. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would have been uh, a nightmare. That book and... So this book runs until 1996. So it's a 12-year run. Wolfman writes it the whole time. Yep. So he writes this uh, from... He basically... Again, not to, once again, ape Chris Claremont. <laughs> but he did it again. Um, because Claremont wrote the X-Men from 75 to 90. It was 75 to 90 or 91? I thought it was 91. I think it's 91. Yeah. And Wolfman wrote from 80, 80 to 90, through 95. 96. Yeah, 96. So, hey. So, uh, yeah. And then I think it just and gets replaced with a new there. book called... I think it's just called Titans. Oh, it's bad. Oh, don't read it. 
<laughs> I think the only oh, no. thing I ever read from it was the graduation day crossover. No, that's that's because that's Titans ninety nine. Uh, the graduation day is a mini. It's three issue mini. Oh, that's it's right. The yeah, same team, but it's not in the it's not in the same book. No, the second one is when um cyborg is solid gold and has like ah! <laughs> gold cyborg is so bad. Yeah, it's so weird. gross. I hate. I remember it. there's a there's a girl on the team named Argent, I think, and she has like energy powers because it's the '90s, but they're silver and Argent is French for so I. Why I remember any of this book, I do not know. Re- oh, remember not I know it. why this book is bad. It was written by Devin Grayson. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Devin Grayson. Um, now, I know she would later go on to create um, Yelena, that character everybody likes from Black Widow. Uh, it's apparently nothing like the comic character. <laughs> Devin Grayson infamously wrote the issue of Nightwing uh, no, not the tarantula issue. Uh-huh. I was going to bring that, that up That was Devin Grayson. I had a plan to bring that up later in this very episode <laughs> because of consent issues and the fact that Dick Grayson understands consent and no one else on this fucking team does. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yep. 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 Fuck tarantula. Tarantula sucks. I'm... Gail Simone has done a lot of great things for comics. One of the best things for me personally was when she decided to write an issue in Secret Six in which the tarantula gets fucking bodied by every supervillain in the world. It's so good. She deserves it. Uh, thank you, Gail Simone, because fuck tarantula. We'll uh, get to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, unfortunately, there's a moment in which that could come up. But we're doing it again. Yeah, yep. All right. <laughs> even started. Let's do it. So, so issue this is the new Teen Titans volume two, two issue one. issue number one. Uh, so this issue opens outside Titans Tower. Um, I love right away. One thing I love is when stories uh, like when individual issues in one bigger story have uh, a title. So instead of this being the Terror of Trigon Part One, it's called this issue is called Shadows in the Dark. Oh, it's cool. Also, a thing that I love about this opening sequence is that it is the perfect opportunity to introduce you to everybody's superpower without doing the around the same exact time Marvel thing of, oh my gosh, at one point I had it memorized, I don't anymore, of like the little blurb they would put in the corner of every single thing. Specifically, all I can think is Daredevil. Yes, Cyclops, aka Scott Summers, Optic Blasts. Yeah, but instead of, no, I'm talking like the wordy, Oh, like yeah. Long ones. Yeah. Like the focus totality of my psychic power and nine. Okay, but focus totality of my psychic power fucking kicks ass. <laughs> I'm not knocking any of those slogans. I'm saying that it's like definitely a different vibe is more. Yes, going with absolutely. It's like just through, through context clues, you figure out what everybody's power is. Right. They don't actually have to be like a, and then he shrugged it off because of his big super strength muscles. It's just like, no, this guy's strong. Yeah. Um, so they but. are playing a war game outside of Titan's Tower. Uh, and it's literally just, it's basically like capture the flag, but the flag is like a dude. That <laughs> capture, dude is That Jericho. dude is, of course, Jericho, who... With uh, the int- mutton chops. <laughs> fucking, I love Jericho. He's so great. Um, like, what, a, what an 80s design. He is... Wild. Couple things about Jericho that I had 
forgotten. Jericho's mute. He can't talk. Yes, uh, he because he got his throat slashed as a child. I forgot about that until mm-hmm. right now. Um, he can possess your body by making eye contact with you, and he literally, like, discorporates and, like, leaps into you and controls your body. You can still talk, apparently, but Yes, he's, if like, you're conscious he when he does it. Uh, so, he like, in the Judas talk. contract, what happens is Nightwing will knock somebody out, and then Jericho will jump into that guy's unconscious body. Which is... <laughs> Truly great. He's also the son of Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. aforementioned terrifying Deathstroke. Uh, and um, later on, he will become a supervillain, which is only thing I remembered until reading this comic when I was like, right, he did start out as a Titan. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. And remember, he was his a whole. Good guy. Okay, quick tangent. In the 2003 Jeff Johns uh, Teen Titans run, the Which first is what I know him from. Yes, the first thing they do is fight Jericho, who has jumped into Slade's body, and sh- the terrifying. first thing he does is shoot Bart Allen in the knee. Yeah, the first thing he does is literally fucking destroy Impulse's kneecap. It is. Remember how I said that it was literally the first comic I ever read? Yeah. Uh, that's issue four. Or five or six. It's like, it's early on in the first arc. I read it in the same day that I read the first issue. And I was I was coming in like, oh yeah, I love the TV show. Let's read this Teen Titans comic. And you see a moment where literally Impulse gets stunned with like a nerve dart. He's frozen for 10 seconds. That's enough time for Deathstroke to put a shotgun in front of his kneecap and pull the trigger. <laughs> and I was just like, Because Jericho what? is trying to teach all of them that being a Titan is not fun in games, go home. Give up on being Titans because it'll ruin your life. And he decides yeah, to prove this to point. <laughs> he decides to prove this point by destroying Bart's knee, which now heals too quickly. And they have to re-break it at the hospital. Like a dozen times because it keeps healing too fast. It And he never runs right again. Literally yes. until he comes back to life for the entire, like, this is a running thing. Even when he becomes the Flash, he's never as fast as Wally or Barry because he limps. It's part of how they kill him. It's truly has scarred me forever. So the fact that I looked at Jericho and I was like, oh, you're here and you're nice. And then we get through this a little bit and I'm just like, oh, no, you're a cinnamon roll. Oh, no, you're a sweet, sweet boy who just doesn't understand consent and or boundaries. Because your dad is Deathstroke, so how could you? Yeah, your dad obviously doesn't understand. Like, a lot about Jericho and Ravager make a lot of sense when you remember that their dad is Deathstroke. I can never forget with Ravager, though, because she looks like him. Okay, which is weird, because Rose is Cambodian. Rose should not look exactly like Slade. Okay, yeah, but Rose came about in the mid-2000s in which DC refused to color (laughs) anybody not white. (laughs) Remember how, like, people didn't find out until recently that Dick Grayson isn't white? Yeah. Yeah, also Damian Wayne, they introduce him, and people are like, wait a second, why is this boy white? Why is this this child whose mother we know is Arabic? Freaking Connor Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point, is he... It's ooh, not, not, a, great. not a great time. Also, Rose is still white, just as like a heads up. They <sighs> fixed Connor. They did not fix they did Rose. not fix Rose. Uh, well, can't win them all. Uh, so nope. the Titans are trying to find Jericho, who is hiding from them. Uh, and right away, Gar is, uh, he's like a bloodhound sniffing them out. And 
It keeps confusing me that they keep calling him Logan, not gonna lie. Yes, I... they keep calling him Logan and Gar, but like, they also call him Changeling, which also, Changeling never stuck, he's Beast Boy. But he was Changeling through like this whole thing. The whole run, was... and it's like, they made him Beast Boy in the TV show, so he's just Beast Boy forever now. Yep, yep, um, which they were correct to do. It's better yes, than Changeling. it's a better sounding name. Uh... And Jericho keeps jumping through everybody's body. It's basically the intro to powers. If you watch the TV show, you know what everyone's power is. Right, yeah. Jericho can jump into people. Nightwing has no powers. Beast Boy can turn into uh, animals. Uh, Starfire can shoot laser blasts. Cyborg is a cyborg. With cool guns. With so many cool and, guns. And Donna is Wonder Girl. Basically, picture Wonder Woman, but not Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, but she's wearing like a full body jumpsuit instead of the hot pants. And also, uh, her full-body jumpsuit has support for boobs. Yep. Uh, I want to right away get into something we were talking about right before we went on, which was that uh, all of these people look like people. Like, they all have different faces, which is a, uh, definitely a tribute to George Perez. Uh, George Perez based the Titans' faces on real people. I have uh, no idea like, I don't remember everybody specifically, but I know for a fact that Donna is based off of uh, Marie Osmond. I do not know who that is. I will have to look that up later. But I had no idea that they were based on real people. But it makes sense because, like, I was looking at this earlier, and even if you get rid of, even if this was just in black and white, and you weren't looking at the colors, and you, like, put your hand over where people's hair was, I could still tell the difference between Starfire and Donna. Right. Which is insane! No one does that in comics. You have to yeah. use hair. You have to use color. So the idea that, like, I can tell because, oh, my God, Starfire's got these giant green eyes. So, yeah, Starfire huge. has huge eyes. It's huge, which is very pretty. But, like, I mean, she is an alien. Yeah. It's it's, it's not human. It's very, they're solid green, too. There's no, like, iris or people. It's just right. green, um, which is dope. Like, Starfire has, like, like, huge hair and these gigantic green eyes. Uh, Donna has, uh... Cyborg actually looks like a black guy. <sighs> Cy Don't get me started. Because <laughs> a lot of comic artists... And this is something that I, as a black person who draws, as a black artist, I am always aware of. I don't want to... I don't want my black people to look like white people with dark skin. You know, so like a lot of times artists will just like draw the same nose, same eyes, same mouth, but like something's different somewhere. See every like. See Storm. <sighs> see Storm, yeah. Storm until, until recently. Until, yeah, until Russell Donovan was like, no, 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 no. See Storm forever. See Storm forever. Because uh, it took 50 years for someone to go, hey, Storm shouldn't, Storm shouldn't have straight hair. Yeah, she Which shouldn't have be, the thinnest nose out of everyone on this team. To be fair to Dave Cockrum, he wanted her to have, like, a multitude of different features. Which is why, like, she's got long, straight, light hair. She's got bright blue eyes. That was, like, a deliberate choice. Um, I don't feel like everyone else was making that choice deliberately. Um, no. But they... But, but, yeah, Cyborg has, like like black features he has black hair 
which is nice because a lot of artists will mm-hmm. just not draw will like draw black characters with like a buzz cut or bald or with an or just like a big afro so they don't have to worry about the texture or the shade of it Perez doesn't do that yeah it actually has texture yeah and it's a different texture than Jericho's hair because Jericho's got like short curly hair but it looks different it's shaded different it's great Actually, everybody has a completely different hair texture. Yeah, because Donna and Dick both have, like, you know, straight black hair, but, like, Donna's is more side to side. Dick has Huge. kind of the short thing. Yes. Everyone's hair is so big. It's the 80s. Especially Corey. Oh, my God. Starfire. If you're drawing Starfire like... and her hair doesn't look like this, try again. Her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. <laughs> I love it. I think that Starfire definitely started my love affair uh, with women with, like, big curly hair. Um, Yeah. It's incredible. To my girlfriend, if you're listening to this, yes, I mean you. (laughs) 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 It's got the biggest curly hair. It's crazy. It's nuts. I love it. It's always stuck in my face. It gets caught in my beard. It's great. I would... Tangent. TMI. Maybe. It's not too much information. It's mostly just about my beard. But, like, yesterday, I'm standing and I'm, like, scratching my beard. And I'm, like, I pull, I, like, feel something. I pull just, like, the longest, (laughs) curliest hair out of my beard. I'm, like, how does this get everywhere? It's incredible. Form itself to my face. Right. Because, like, it all blends in. Um, Jericho, so they catch Jericho. Dick does the smart thing, which is blindfold him. With his <laughs> dick grabs, his like hands. covers his face, yeah, and Donna lassos them up together. Yes, fully, full. Dick Grayson is standing fully behind this man. They Belly to back height, especially the. I cannot overstate the posture at which they are both standing. I literally, it I only like took notes for video. one half of this issue because I realized that if I continued taking notes that. I would go insane. Like I take notes for all these episodes, and I decided to finally stop to free myself. <laughs> anyway, the la- one of the last notes that I wrote down was, "Wait, this is like really, really gay." <laughs> Dick Grayson. Just, this is the, the looks, 80s. The it looks you know, very gay. This is the Perez costume too, with the the deep V down to the chest. An incredible Nightwing costume. Listen, I like the all black with the blue that goes over the fingertips. I like the blue that one's gold. that one's great, but this one. This one with I the, like his early '90s one too. The high the, collar and it, the deep V-neck. Oh, it's so good! Like they should give Nightwing gold accents on his costume again. I think it. I think it looks good. Um, I love it. As long as he never wears red again, I'm uh, <laughs> just a shit on the new Fifty Two. Red Nightwing I will was not terrible. Stop. I hated it. Um, so bad. Anyway, they catch Jericho. And Raven shows up with, like, portents of doom. She teleports in, and she's just yes. like, oh, everything's wrong. And Jericho's like, oh, a new person for the war games. Perfect timing. Jericho, like, Jericho grins ear to ear. He's like, yeah. And Raven is, like, freaked the fuck out. And Jericho's like, all right, here we go, and tries to jump into her. And, well, kind of succeeds. One thing I really like about the this page, too, is... And this is a Wolfman thing. I, I don't know if he kept doing it, like, further into the 80s, but through the early part of the 80s, he did this a lot, where he would just, like, write, like, prose. Like, he writes comics like a novel. 
It's very purple. He's, uh, Which so I love. When Raven shows up, he says, Just then, the bright sky thickens with billowing clouds as a somber figure emerges from the darkened depths. Her name is Raven, and though she hides in the darkness of the ethereal smoke, this quiet empath is plainly terrified. And like, hey, Raven, uh, what? What the fuck? Where have you been? And she said, Corey, I, stand back. Listen to what I have to say. Jericho does not hear this, and he just gets psyched up and sees he locks eyes with Raven. And Raven's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. But it is already in motion. Also, important to note, because I will be keeping track. Number of times Somebody Jericho says, attempts to jump into Raven's body when she very explicitly and specifically says, no, 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 no. Counters at one. Which, uh, I understand the context is a little weird here because obviously everybody else was like, no, don't jump into my body because they were like doing the war game thing. Yeah, so, but she's yes. like not, she has no clue that the she, game is happening. She was not here for training. She showed up a hot second ago, does yep. not know what's going on and suddenly she's being possessed by Jericho and Jericho uh, gets his shit rocked. By yeah, by Raven's soul. Well, because more accurately, Raven uh, goes to, like, she just jumps into another dimension. Uh, and he, Jericho just gets laid out. Through anguish. Like, the, also, his powers look very cool when he's jumping into people because his whole body just turns into white outline. Yeah, he's just Picture a white like outline. regular line art, but white. No, no fill-in. You can see through him. And he's just in this, like, horrible, twisted pose of agony with, like, billowing, exploding, sulfurous clouds behind him. This looks like a psychedelic album. Oh, this whole comic is very psychedelic. Yeah. And then he's just, like, spread. Just slumped on the grass. Literally smoking. Smoke, pink smoke is curling off of his body. Yeah, so, like, we gotta get, we gotta get him inside and... He looks terrified. He looks like he just saw the biggest bug. <laughs> like, you ever, you ever see somebody's face when they see a spider? I looked at this, and this is when I was like, oh, no, he's a sweet boy. Because he's got this, like, pudgy little face. Yeah. And he's just, like, terrified. And he's got he's these big green eyes, and he just looks scared. And I was like, oh, this is the man who's going to shoot a child in the kneecap one day. <laughs> How far he must fall in the future. He's making the face I make when I step in a puddle and my socks get wet. <laughs> and so he's like, he's trying to explain to them through sign language what he saw in her soul. And they're like, uh, oh, slow down, partner. Apparently what he saw was pure evil. <laughs> From Donna is literally, he says he felt an evil force in Raven. He's confused, wants to know why we haven't helped her. And this also starts the grand tradition of this first issue. The later issues don't do this as much, but this first issue of every single person saying out loud, we need to help Raven. And somebody else saying out loud, Raven doesn't want our help. We have tried to help Raven. And she says no every single time. And then somebody else saying, Screw her feelings, we're helping her anyway. Yes, in this case... Which may or may not cause the apocalypse. In this case, it is Dick saying, Hey, look, we've tried. 
And Corey goes, yeah, I know she pulls away from us when we ask to help, but we haven't really tried that hard. That's fair. Fair. This is the only time I will accept that argument. Yeah, we haven't tried that hard. Uh, All right, I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's that's fine. They were a little busy with the whole Tara situation. Yeah, Uh, and whatever the hell else happened in the last six months. Um, And... Somebody says, she's one of us. She's needed our love and understanding, but we keep avoiding having to give it. If she's really our friend, if we really love her, we have to help her now, which is great. I think that, as a statement, is great because yeah. whether your friends want you to help them, you got to love them because they're your friends. Yeah. Um, and you have to show up and support them and say, like, right. I can. how can I support you? And if that person responds with, oh my god, don't come near me, holy shit, you can't help me. If that person also is the daughter of the devil, of Satan, maybe listen to her. Does Satan exist in the DZ universe? I can't remember. Because I feel like everybody has like a nebulous Satan stand-in. Especially <laughs> in the like 80s. Does. Like, because oh like in the 80s- Well, it's it, peak satanic panic. Yeah, exactly. So, like in like for X Men stuff, it's Belasco, mm-hmm. right? Is your is your demon stand in? Which but, this story I mentioned this before we started recording. Very. This story, I was reading it and I was like, oh my god, this is just like Inferno. And then I paused and I realized this came out five years before Inferno. It's also kind of Dark Phoenix. I think Dark Phoenix is unique enough that this Dark is Phoenix not, is very Dark unique. Phoenix. Uh, like this hits kind of similar beats in terms of the whole ah, our friend is evil, uh, and how do we stop her? Thing. Yes, but that happens all the time. Yeah, and Raven doesn't eat a galaxy. No, Raven does not eat a galaxy. Thank um, you, Ms. Gray. Rest in peace, broccoli people. Um, <laughs> no, but it is. It's, Shout it's out very to pour one out for the people of Dabari. Yes. Um, who apparently were in the Dark Phoenix movie that I know. <laughs> what? Apparently they're the villains. What? I never watched it. I did watch the New Mutants movie, which was a special brand of kind of bad. Woo, shout out to point. Whitewash Sunspot. Oh, my God. I was so bummed about that. But, hey, it did have Danny and Rain kissing. Yeah. Which, so, hey. you know what? You win some, you lose some. It's not Danny also, and Shan, but I'll take it. You know what? Shan wasn't in that movie. Yeah, so. Shan's not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did have perfect anyway, casting for magic, though. This is not an X-Men story. <laughs> is it the, isn't it, though? <laughs> Honestly, it absolutely is. This is very... The entire time I will be making X-Men comparisons, even yep. though... Also, I feel like I should be clear. The reason that I'm making so many X-Men comparisons is because my point of reference for Teen Titans is with a much more modern writing style. Mm-hmm. So when I see this writing style and this like art style, my first com- point of comparison is not actually Teen Titans, even though it is the same. Right. It's, it's X-Men because they are at the same time and pulling from similar inspirations and mm-hmm. like have similar art styles. So that's why I'm playing into X-Men so much. Like, we, like me and Jake said on the um, Judas Contract episode, Marv Wolfman was getting a lot of like you were hearing a lot of, uh, oh, you know the X the the Teen Titans are just a rip off the X Men, which Wolfman and Claremont both deny. Like Claremont, the alleged aggrieved party is like, no, 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 that'd be 
Which is crazy. You have very different vibes because yes. this one of the big different vibes is honestly these people are not like forced together because the world hates and fears them. These people are the sidekicks and former sidekicks of the Justice League who when the Justice League are off doing stuff we're left to out. hang out with each other. Yeah, it's it's like when you're growing up and you are friends with the kids of, of your, your parents' friends exactly. because you go to New Year's Eve parties and you are told to just stay in the basement and play with Nerf guns. It's that, but teenage superheroes. Yeah, I mean, and that's really more the original Titans. Uh, the only two people left on the team, off left on the team from then, are Dick and Donna. Who Wally comes back later. Yeah, Wally yeah. does come back in the story, but like Roy is gone here, um, Garth is gone here. Like it's really yeah. just these two. Um, and I just remember, didn't Dick give Donna away at her wedding? I can't tell if that happened before this comic. I don't remember. I can't I, tell if that happened before this comic or after this comic because multiple times she refers to whatever that dude's name Terry. is as her fiance and sometimes as her husband. And I'm confused. It's unclear. Uh, anyway, they talk some more about Raven and Dick's like, you know, in a way she formed the Titans. Whether she asked for our help or not, it's about time we gave it. And uh, and then in this panel, we see the height difference between Corey and Dick. And my God, it's incredible. Corey is like a solid four inches <laughs> taller than him, not including the hair. Not including the hair. <laughs> including the hair, it's like a foot. And my God, it's, it's, I love, I love their dynamic so much. Yes. He loves a redhead that can kick the shit out of him. It's just. <sighs> the boy has a type. He's a simple man with simple needs. A, a simple kind of man. Um, and so they kind of talk, stand around and talk and go, "Who who's going to go talk to Raven? Dick's like, I'm the leader, I should. Um, and Donna points out, well, Raven seems more comfortable around Joseph than with us. Uh, and Dick's like, yeah, yeah, fine. I, um, you know, I just... I get itchy standing around doing nothing, which me too, a great pal. Sentence. <laughs> I I get so blasted itchy. Uh, so Joseph Jericho goes to see Raven, and she says, "I think I was expecting you. I think you are the only one who understands." It is so They're in good. the dark, and you yeah. can't see her face. That is important. Yes, you can't see her face. She's kind of illuminated by a single candle. Uh. Like, Very I feel, spooky. I feel warm when you're near, but you ha but you know why I cannot have the others see me. Not like this. I could not bear to see their faces if they did. And so he he signs to her to say like, yeah, I get it. Um, thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much. I fear no one can help me. Not now. I have known all along what I must do, and though the thought of it frightens my very soul, I have no choice. The cold hand of destiny beckons me forth. Please do not touch me. Do not make me cry. Because he's like putting a hand he out. reaches out. Like to comfort her. And she's like, just give me my cape. Now go. Allow me to meditate. And you, sweet Joseph, please tell the others to wait. Please do not hate me. His eyes are so sad. He's so I sad here. I can't overstate how just like kicked puppy this boy looks. Um, he... So sad. And he leaves. Because, like, one thing that's going to come up a lot in this is that there, 
Jericho and Raven kind of have a thing. It's not like explicit in what it is. It's never like, it's your girlfriend, Joseph. It's like there are like there like is a mutual vibe there. Um I don't think Raven had a romantic relationship with anybody. Before. She kind of does with Wally. Was did they actually that was yes. unclear to me. So they actually like made out at least or something. Uh, it's I think it's just said on the page that she she has feelings for him. Okay. And that it's like a because, mutual thing. Because that comes up later. Yes. yes. <laughs> Another reason this is not approved by the Comics Code Authority. <laughs> uh, there there is like at least one reason every single issue that this like, is. Ah, that's why this does Absolutely. not have the seal on it. I should also mention Tales of the New Teen Titans, approved by the Comic Code Authority. It's got the little logo. This book does not. <laughs> Coming out simultaneously. Um, it's, uh, it's bad. Yeah, so Raven starts talking to herself in her room, praying basically to yeah. um, Azar. Who is Azar? the? Uh, I thought it was Azar because I'm thinking Azarath. Oh, that makes more sense. Which yeah. is how they pronounce it in the show. So I thought Azar. Um, but anyway, Azar is the this goddess who. Full disclosure, um, the only story of the New Teen Titans I have read before now is the Judas Contract. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did not read the story in which Azar apparently died and gave. Raven some very important plot relevant rings <laughs> but apparently that happened in New Teen Titans number 6 according to the notes but in like a later time apparently that was important they also apparently fought Trigon before but he wasn't super big and he wasn't at his full power and they banished him to some kind of like chaos dimension yeah was uh, the gist. It's, it's a lot so um but yeah, Raven's basically talking to herself and saying like portents of doom yep. and saying, oh, Trigon, my father, a demon. He's calling to me for my soul. Azar, or Azar, save me. And then Azar is just not responding. No response. She goes, ah, then the, yeah, then my course is charted and my sad destiny awaits. Man, nobody writes like this anymore. And it's And she says that as she's silhouetted by a door and her cape is the only thing you can see. Oh, you don't see Raven's face for a while here. It's so great. Yeah. Um I've I do have a note about the Titans like meeting room. They have a big T-shaped desk. They do. Uh, Everything is T-shaped. Yeah, all of their um like their chairs all have like a little logo on them. Yep. Like, he's got their own chair. Donald's got a big W on it. Uh, Nightwings has like two, has like a pair of wings. Uh, I'm assuming the C stands for Changeling. Yes. But yeah, yeah, everybody's got their own chair. They have a giant monitor on the side that has just pictures of their own of themselves <laughs> in the costumes, which is honestly great. And also wood paneling on the walls. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's it's 1984. We got wood panels, marble floors. Uh, Dick says... A spiral uh, staircase. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do have a spiral staircase. Yeah, they mention it in the narration, too. Uh, Dick says, Raven, we want to help, but we can't unless we know what's wrong. But you hide from us. You refuse to confide in us. You act like you don't want our help. We don't know what to do. She says, then I shall make it easy for you. I am leaving the Titan. 
You no longer have to feel responsible for me. Oh, so this girl looks like shit, I should mention. She she is having a tough... You can't see her full face, but she looks like dog shit. She looks a million years old. She looks like Destiny. I was just going to say, she looks like Destiny. <laughs> That's Destiny Irene Adler. Like 150. <laughs> Welcome back. If you heard a random and weird cut halfway it, through a sentence, it's because we know that a bunch of you are currently rereading a bunch of the X-Books and we are going to try harder not to spoil them. <laughs> oh, I might just elevator music that. I, I don't know. It's been a while <laughs> since I used that gag. Um, so Raven pieces out and says, uh, Starfire says, what she's going through must be so frightening she can't even talk about it. We can't give up on her. Now, Corey. This is the moment in which I'm like, y'all, she literally, this is a quote from Raven. Coriander, as friend and partner, I have not only been useless, I have been more menace than aid. Donna, you mean well, but you do not understand the forces which churn within me. I will stay the night to prepare, then I will leave in the morning. Goodbye. She, once again, daughter of the devil is telling you that you do not understand something important and she's gotta go and i could understand if they followed up instead of like we have to help her with like that was ominous and weird i would like more context and want to go talk to her that's one thing no 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 they're all like action what do we do we gotta help her we gotta like read her mind and predict what she needs we gotta do something and let me tell you that will start the apocalypse. Seems bad. Maybe listen to what your friends are telling you. Point blank to your face. Seems helpful. Reasonable. I'm mostly just salty because of what Jericho does later. Yeah. Uh, Can so, we skip the tamarind stuff? Yeah, I, I do just want to say quickly, I couldn't tell if this said vegan space or vegan space. I, actually, <laughs> that was my last note. That was literally the last notes when I stopped taking notes. I know it's supposed to be vegan because it's the plant, it's the star This is the Vega system, but it's it just says system. vegan system. Anyway, like yeah. V-E-G-A-N. So in vegan space is apparently where the tamaranians live. Yeah. But so this is a the, setup for a future plot. Yeah, the Tamaranians are like, Starfire can come home now. So we'll come back to that later. Uh, Not in this story. Yep. Uh, cut back to the uh, the tower. Beast Boy is wearing the funniest pajamas of all time. I need it's these. It's a full set. It's yellow. It has red hearts on it. He has matching yellow slippers. Also, he walks into the screening room where <laughs> he's hanging out, and he literally says... What are you doing in the screening room? Watching X-rated flicks? And Cyborg responds, that stuff's boring garbage. Look at this. This, I want to say, there is a later issue of Teen Titans in the Johns run or around that time where Beast Boy makes the same joke. Like Probably at Tim. No, it's at, it's at Vic. He's like, you, oh he's like are you in here downloading porn? Because it's the only thing that Beast Boy can think. Also, they do a good job of making sure that Beast Boy not only acts so much younger than everybody else, he looks younger. He's baby face. He's round baby face boy. He's got a Justin Bieber haircut and Justin Bieber circa 2009. Yeah. He is small, 
green, annoying as shit. I have found not it. In, in my opinion, not even in a funny way. I actually truly. He's just an annoying that. like sixteen year old. Fuck off! I. I know a lot of annoying 14, 15, 16 year olds, and none of them are as annoying as this one. <laughs> you literally mentor children. I do. I do. I do. I'm going to be out of break for a couple months because it's going to be summer vacation pretty soon, but like, none of my kids are this annoying. <laughs> Gotta um, say. So I found the, uh, I found the panel. It's from Teen Titans Annual Number One. Uh, and he's. <laughs> He says, now see, Vic, I know I'm known to make a ruckus while partaking of the internet porn, but at least oh when I God. start to drain the building's power, it breaks up very, very loudly. I usually draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like strolling. He's like doing a Fargo strut like Jeff Jarrett. I love the implication that he has downloaded so, so much porn that it has drained the drain building's power. such a little shit that's the thing is like beast boy the tv show is like jokey and funny but likable and has a good heart and like is a big softy and i love deeply with my very soul beast boy in the comics i hate it's a fucking I have kremlin never, i have He's such a never, little bastard never read a good story with Beast Boy. He's just the, he's just or the I've bitman read it, never read a good beast boy he's it just the beast. bitman he's just doing whatever Oh my god, in the in the re in the post rebirth Teen Titans. Oh when he's red? Damien, no. Okay. Uh, re not New Fifty Two. Okay, remember when he's red uh, Why was everybody I fucking red in the New Fifty Two? <laughs> Maybe red ink was cheaper, I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the New Fifty Two. I refuse to talk about the New Fifty Two. No, in uh when Damien runs the team, when Damien turns thirteen and he's like, Cool, I'm a teenager, I'm I a can team run now. the Teen Titans now. So Beast Boy jo joins it. Beast Boy's archetype in that is that he live streams everything. Oh, he carries his brother. phone at all times. <laughs> he literally he has they made like, him a fucking Paul stupid, brother. He has this, he is he has a stupid YouTube intro. Like he has little, little different taglines. He says like and subscribe all the time. <laughs> he's the most he's fucking green Logan Paul. It's awful. Garfield <laughs> Logan Paul. Yeah, that makes sense. It's terrible but in like the most perfect like that is a good modern adaptation of a boy who would be poisoned by licking all the uh sealant on the envelopes for fan mail <laughs> it's that is a direct line there is a straight line between that beast boy and the beast boy that in the in the immediate aftermath of like a fight with black manta pulls out his phone and is just like Hey gang, I think he called them like the menagerie or something is like his fan base. <laughs> what a weird fucker. Anyway, weird little fucker. I had to go on that side tangent because he's uh, just such a little shit. But there is important plot being learned in yes. the room that is not porn. Yeah, they pull up some footage from in the inside the tower and they notice Raven's face has been changing and no one really noticed it. This uh, is not a retcon. This they is not a retcon. Reference they reference specific issues. I happen to own these specific issues. I haven't read them yet, but I happen to own them. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I read them for the Judas comics. Contract. Yeah, collecting comics and reading comics are two different hobbies. <laughs> uh, 
So um, anyway, I pulled out the two issues in question, and these panels where they show her face are literally redraws of specific panels from these specific issues. And like, yeah, in real time, over the course of like four years, George Perez just started slowly drawing her face more demonic. Yeah, um, and like they said, her hairline changes, her um, her cheeks get really sunken in, um, her face looks longer. Like she has like a really round, yeah. soft face when she first shows up. But then by the time the Judas contract happens, she, she's she got a Sinestro going on. I was about on. to say, she looks like Sinestro. She, she that looks is, like, if you know what Sinestro looks like, give Sinestro longer hair and a jewel in the middle of his forehead. And like and lighter skin. And, and, that's make, right. and make him white. And that's it. Boom. Um, like that her eyebrows are connecting to haircut. her eyes. Yes. Oh, they swirl back around in like yeah. a loop. It's wild. But seriously, anybody in a DC comic who has this haircut is about is to betray evil. your every team. Time. Every she time. She has a Mr. Every Sinister time. haircut. That's is that not Mr. Sinister? That is. You know what? <laughs> She's here to experiment on the summer's she does, bloodline. She, she does have a cape. And a red jewel in the middle of her forehead. She does have a fucking It's just head. not a diamond. No, it's a teardrop. Mm-hmm. It's a diamond in the TV show. Anyway. Oh, it is! <laughs> anyway, uh, Vic is the first one that notices that her face has been changing. And he pulls up all this footage and he's just like, something evil's happening here. This is, this is funky. He uses the phrase, it and... freezes up my oil. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, then, sweet baby boy, Jericho. Jericho looks like he's getting ready to go on tour choice. with Creedence Clearwater Revival. He looks like he's about to join a Christian rock band. White tee, jeans, acoustic guitar no shoes. with way too many strings on it. This guitar has like 10 strings, but only six, uh, six tuning keys. And with the mutton shot, he, I'm not even kidding. This is, this is, this is youth pastor at a summer camp vibes. <laughs> I have never been to a Christian oh, summer camp, oh, but I can just, I'm, I can smell the vibes. I, I'm not going to tell this story on air because it'll take too long. I'll tell you about it later. But, um, uh, my uncles used you to be. You look disgusted. No, well, my, so my, my family used to go to the church that my family used to go to would send the kids to a summer camp and my uncles were truly hell there uh not in hell they were the hell <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i do want to hear that later but uh so jericho yeah. is kind of lamenting he's like um he just wants to help raven um and, and he can somehow sense that she's fighting some kind of battle for like her immortal soul yeah. while she sleeps yeah, uh, Jericho has a very good drawing in the background of this. He does. He I can't tell who it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, um, no, so he gets suited up. He doesn't just, he's wearing perfectly normal clothes. He doesn't yes. just walk to a he room. He just he put his fucking his socks costume. on and walk down the hall. Including the poofiest sleeves that have ever existed. Picture, like, the Seinfeld poofy shirt. Or is that <laughs> Man, Whichever one has the poofy shirt, but poofier. So Jericho walks into the into Raven's room, fully dressed up. And, and this is where I have a problem with Jericho. Because she's sleeping. So he, like, opens her eyes. 
Which I, I, I don't, there's no, at no point does he like walk over when he has a physical, because he's in the doorway. And I, I think that this is kind of like a continuity issue or like yeah. a power. One of those just like, eh, just roll with it. He doesn't actually make eye contact, but they have the little panel thing where they show his eyes go like black where it should be white. And yeah. they're like, go green. It's very creepy looking. It's very and that's be like, that's when he makes contact. And when he jumps into your body. And not gonna lie, I just the implications of the, that are fucked. The implications of this whole page, which is drawn very well. Oh yeah, George put his foot into page. this. But the implications, because of the way it's drawn, it's like he's standing at the door, and then the white outline just like slowly goes closer to her bed, and he like reaches down for her while she's asleep in bed, and. She's, like, obviously, like, tossing and turning and having a bad time. And then the bottom half of the page is a silhouette of her face screaming. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't I don't like the allegations here, Mr. Nice Guy Jericho. Uh, not beating don't the... don't understand consent. Not beating the Deathstroke Sun allegations. What is it with the people related to fucking Slade Wilson with going into people's beds un unannounced? <laughs> What is it? What is it with these people? I mean, freaking. Because his little sister does the same thing. Deathstroke fucks a teenager who not is great. a teen titan. Not great. He does this weird consent thing with Raven. Rose fucking. Rose wants to fuck Tim so bad. Bed. She wants to fuck Tim so bad. And it's not even because she's like into him. She just thinks that like everyone it's a power will like. Thing. Well, she wants everyone to, in the group to accept her. And she's like, well, if I'm Robin's girlfriend, then they won't have a choice. Which, I've heard worse logic than I've everyone will accept logic. me if I'm it Robin's would. girlfriend. However! Uh, I've heard I've heard better logic because no one took Step seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not Batman. <laughs> they treat her like, this is going to be a deep pull, baby. What's going to... Might be a deep pull for you, but to the black people, they treat her like she's Roger on Sister Sister. <laughs> Oh, I've seen a little bit of Sister Sister, but it's been so long. Um, so there's a character in the show Sister Sister, uh, played by Marcus Houston, uh, who is his name is Roger, and every episode he comes over and overstays his welcome, and it's go home, that Roger. Guy. Oh, that guy. Yes, I do remember that. That's how they treat Stephanie Brown. Yes, yes, or it's like a Kimmy in Full House. Yes, they're just like, <laughs> or Kimmy, do you have a home. <laughs> Kimmy, do you live here? But, Kimmy, would you fuck no, off? It's, so anyway, what is it up with the fucking Wilson family? And, oh my god, so... He has a horrible understanding of consent. Yes, yes, I know it was the 80s. That's not an excuse. Different era, boom, boom. A couple page, we'll get to this, but a couple pages later, Dick Grayson is the only person in this fucking house that is just like, hey, you hey, shouldn't have done you that. Why did you do that? What's your problem? Because Alfred raised him right. Alfred, not Bruce. <laughs> Alfred. Not Bruce. <laughs> Alfred raised three decent young men. Jason One didn't really get a monster. chance. Damien is a work in progress. Duke Damien. was already pretty well off. Yep. I mm, anyway. So took a village to raise Tim. Frankly. <laughs> Tim's got like four bother figures. What's his problem? But 
he taught Dick Grayson the meaning of consent, which was originally where I was planning on bringing up Tarantula, but you beat me to it earlier. Let's, listen, I'm gonna allocate us, let's see, we are at 59, we're at exactly one hour. We have not gotten through the first issue. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, I don't actually need to go on a side tangent no, about Tarantula. We, I, I will give us drop. exactly 90 seconds to talk about Tarantula, starting tarantula. now. Tarantula, there's a story in Nightwing where he's like, kind of like, will they, won't they, with this woman named Tarantula. Catalina Flores, the Tarantula. Yes. Anyway, um, super non-consensual when it actually happens. Yeah. Dick Grayson uh, is assaulted. Yes. Point blank. Just like, he he says no multiple times. It's very disturbing. Because what happens is she shoots Blockbuster. She kills Blockbuster. Yep. And Dick. Doesn't stick. Does not stick. But Dick is so upset by this. He runs to the roof of the building they're in, throws up. Yep. And, like, just lays there, like, catatonic. And she comes over and she's like, shh, it's okay, I'll take care of you. And he says explicitly, Catalina, do not touch me. And she's just, shh, like he's a fucking horse. And it's awful. And it's awful. And it's awful. And, and then she tries to marry him in the next issue. That. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking bad. It's, it's very bad. Um, not great. It's not good. And so I found it the deepest, most horrible, awful irony that freaking after Jericho's little trip through hell, which we'll get to in a hot second. After Jericho's little trip through hell, Dick Grayson is the only person to go to Jericho and be like, hey, buddy, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, pal, what's your deal? Uh, Everybody else was like, he was just trying to help, and Dick Grayson's like, maybe he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> maybe there are other ways we can use our powers to help people. You guys ever consider that? Uh, but yeah, so, so Jericho, Jericho... gets punished Jericho by falling in, into hell. in Raven's soul? Not, not in controlling her body, like piloting yeah. her soul. He says, uh, it's like, uh, he can sense the bleakness, the anguish, the despair. Emotions rising, swelling, growing, crashing in on him like some hurricane with tide. Jericho is afraid, but an undertow drags him inevitably forward into the cold, dark void. He pauses, his stomach tightens, and souls of the thrice-damned warn him of the peril ahead. He wants to turn back. He wants to admit defeat, but he continues on. His is the soul of an artist seeking beauty in a world where beauty is defined by pain and horror and death. His is the soul of an artist inhabiting a body whose soul has not been damned but is damnation itself. But he continues on. No one writes like this anymore. Nobody writes like this. It. This is awesome. That's so good. This is uh, so good. So, uh... Also, I should mention, uh... When I say hell, I mean, like, it literally looks like it's, hell. It, it looks uh, like a fucking Megadeth album. Raven's body is walking over literal corpses and skeletons, in heels, by the way. Yeah. Um, as she, Power like, move, trudges bitch. through, like, toothy skeletons that are, like, the size of buildings. It literally looks like, like a level from Doom. Yeah, it's very, it's very hell. <laughs> very hell. Very hell. It's very, uh, it looks awful. So, Very psychedelic. Uh, Raven, Jericho Raven finds, um, what's her name? Uh, Arella, Raven's mother, who's like screaming as her skin is being scalded off. 
My sacrifice was for you! Why did you come? And then she realizes, you're not my daughter. Uh... The illusion is shattered, and then it's just Jericho in his costume standing there. And the, like, weird otherworldly voice of Trigon is speaking to him. And... Boom! Only my daughter is permitted in this netherverse to merge her world with mine. Her power with mine. Her life with mine. You wish to see me, do you? You wish to see the face of death? Then look, human, and gaze upon the unholy visage of Trigon! And he does look fucking terrifying. He looks terrifying. fucking awesome. This is so he, sick. I mean, he, he, he looks fucking cool, but like also deeply terrifying. He's red. He has these horrible fingernails. What is it with these comics and the fucking fingernails? <laughs> it's... Evil. E oh they look God. evil. He has two sets of eyes. One of them are higher up on the forehead, and they're like leaking energy light. His second like, set of like eyes for Cyclops. Out. Yeah. It and he has he's literally shooting a yellow laser beam out of one of his hands. It's this giant two-page spread, and he just eviscerates Jericho. Yeah. I thought for sure Jericho died here. I thought he was done. I literally thought this was the moment that Jericho turned evil. Because I know that he's evil later, and I was just like, oh yeah, he contacted the devil and now he's gonna be fucked up forever right yeah because no, he gets but... he gets smoked here uh like he trigon holds evil personified yes you came in the guise of she who will rule at my side you will suffer for such a factory your flesh will slowly burn but you will not die your bones will then crumble into ash but you will not die you will live in you will live forever in pain forever, in horror forever, and still you will not die. <laughs> so and metal. Raven shows up, yelling, "Father, no!" And from what I can understand from the story, the only reason Raven is here is because Jericho, Jericho. is here. Yes. Once again, ignoring the wishes of your friends and violating consent causes the apocalypse. Don't do that. Please. Uh, when your friends say you cannot possibly understand the forces within me, and then you go within them and you encounter the forces, do not be surprised when you cannot understand them. Yeah. So Raven cries out so loud that everyone hears her. And we get here. The first reason that this is not approved by the Comics Code Authority. This, this book probably got pulled off shelves. Like, parents were furious at this. I would contend. Yeah. That if this book came out for the first time now. It would not be able to look like what it does. Well, this panel in specific would not be in, or it would no. come out and like it would hit the news and it's, you know, the comic aggregate uh, websites would get to it. And it's like Nightwing and Starfire nude in a <laughs> new comic. And it would just, it would yeah. be a shit show. Because seen yep. in this panel, this is a very tasteful shot, I would like to add. It is, but it also very, very obvious Starfire and Nightwing are both in bed together and very naked. Very naked. Uh, and they have just woken up. Like, they were asleep. They yeah. are sleeping together in the same bed in the nude. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, like, Dick's arm is covering. Yeah, his arm knees. is covering her. It's very tasteful. It is, but it... 
and then they're both looking out the window and you can tell they have no shirt and then they're both running down the hallway quickly tying robes around themselves in the uh, next panel well she oh, already has I, his but dick is literally tying the robe as he's yeah. running down the hallway i have a a note about, they have matching robes they have matching robes which is very cute um I, I do have a note which is they were uh, that woke them up um pussy put his ass to sleep and now he's calling her nyquil Uh, isn't it lucky oh the Tamaranians apparently have the same physiology as humans? Similar enough. I would pretend. I would contend. However, Dick Grayson, slutty, slutty man that he is. Slutty. I don't think he cares that much. I feel no, like I, don't think he cares. <laughs> I do not think he cares. It, it could look like it could have a predator thing down there. Like, eh, that's fine. Like, did you ever watch? This is a deep pull. You ever watch American Dragon Jake Long? <laughs> I'm sorry. You said predator thing right as I drank water and it went up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and then you brought a fucking American Dragon Jake Long. <laughs> Do you remember? But you know the reference, right? When uh, when the dude goes to the kissing booth and the girl turns into like the snake monster and he goes, Nice. <laughs> That's Dick Grayson. Oh my god. Listen, he's just like, listen, you're taller than me. You have red hair. You could kick the shit out of me. When are we getting married? Um, I'll leave you at the altar. <laughs> I, I have a note about that. I have a note about that. He does do that twice. He does it twice. <laughs> oh, I forgot he did it a second time. Oh, he I forgot he did it the first time because I remember the second time. He does it with Corey and Babs. Maybe not the altar, the altar, but like starts an engagement, gets pretty far into the engagement, and breaks off the engagement. I, the first not time is not his fault. The, the first time is Raven's fault. Anyway, but this also anyway. there's a thing later in the later in the comic that we'll get to where someone's just like, "There's absolutely no way your lover could love you." Yes, He's that's that's why I was power. thinking. And I was like. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, so they they run into Raven's room. There is smoke billowing out of this room. <laughs> yeah, Jericho is, once again, catatonic, covered Slumped. in smoke, drooling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> raining too fast. Um, The thing, once again, the thing that my sweet boy Dick Grayson literally says is, you entered Raven's body even after she warned you not to? Why in the world did you? <laughs> hey, man, what the fuck? He's literally like, she told you not to, and you still what? entered her body. Not. What does that sound like? Not a great look, Wilson. Very bad. And also, the sky is like very black, and there's lightning storms, and there's like maniacal laughter that everybody across the entire planet can hear. And yeah, it's dragons. Uh, for the rest of this uh, story, "Raining Blood" by Slayer should have been playing. It is very metal. The whole story is very metal. So uh, now that we've done that thing where we take a gajillion years to get through the first issue, we need to do that other thing where we then <laughs> start getting going. Uh, the ramp up is slow, and then we can yes. churn through them. Issue two, uh, The Search for Raven. This issue is so cool. Great cover. Great cover. Great cover with everybody uh, sitting in, you know, doing a seance to find uh, to find her. 
But then the first page of this is the coolest. This shit. looks so sick. I want. I was unprepared for how cool this is. I want everything I draw to look like this. This is so cool. This is also There's like this sepia toned art. It doesn't have super solid black lines. It has like shading. It and looks it's really sketchy. And magenta. Oh, it's it's so. There's cool. There's Kirby dots everywhere, and they're all pink. And, oh, it's so, it's fucking cool. Because we're back in Azeroth. Every time they're in Azeroth, it's drawn like this. Yeah. Um, and so we are met with Arella, Raven's mother, who... Uh, who is not a skeleton in the ground, turns no, out. Yeah, turns out, pretty all right, doing okay. She's fine. Uh, and we get more just good Marv Wolfman here, he said. The pulse beat quickens, swelling into an ear-shattering crescendo of shrill howls and screaming, bleeding squeals. Arella whirls and sees his grim-winged harbingers of death. He is coming closer. Again, Arella turns, and her heart nearly explodes with horror. He has won. He has taken her as his. No, she shouts, racing along a craggy, winding, rock-cut bridge. Raven, stop, she cries, but her daughter continues onward. Raven! Death's daughter turns. No! She is mine! It's a pink silhouette as Arella is, like, cast away from Raven. Yes, this looks... Ah, oh, it looks so good! It's sick! You know what that one panel looks like? It looks like... Uh, this is really specific. It looks like the way that the intro credits to Bond movies looked in the 60s. It does. Like if you watch like You Only Live Twice or um, or Goldfinger or From Russia with Love, yeah. there's always a shot in one of the trailers, in one of the opening credits Intros. that looks like this. Yeah. Which, oh, those movies all kick ass. I know that they've aged terribly. And you want to talk about a bad understanding of consent. Boy, James Bond and Goldfinger. But. Also, also the names. I mean, Pussy Galore is. Pussy truly... Galore? That woman's name is Pussy Galore. And she's a pilot! And she's a pilot! That is a Chris Claremont woman. <laughs> Chris Claremont would not be allowed to get that through the Comics Code Authority. Oh, most definitely. He would have tried, though. <laughs> he probably did. He would have he called her, like, Kitty Galore or some shit, and no one would have <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, now we're back on Earth, and we have, like, the regular art style. Still great. Just not sepia-toned and magenta awesomeness. Um, and Donna, who is truly the power, like Donna and Corey are the powerhouses of this team. And Vic, Donna, Corey, and Vic are the three that it's like, oh, you need to take someone down. These are the heavy hitters. Oh yeah, yeah. They treat them like a. Uh... They're like rogue. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we need to get uh, somebody the fuck out of here right away. Get get rogue. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's and that's what Donna does. Because Corey has, like, if we're comparing apples to apples, Corey's the Cyclops of the situation. She's Cyclops the, or Storm or... Yeah, with the from the distance shooting things. Cool. But Donna is like, do you need someone who is strong and can fly? Do you need someone to fly in and punch someone real hard? That's Donna. Also, I think it's worth mentioning, Donna had to fly in here... Because Donna does not live in Titan's Tower. Donna was at home with her husband. <laughs> also, none of the people really live in Titan's Tower. They all just uh, kind of hang out there. Well, I think yeah. Dick kind of functionally lives in... Dick and Cyborg. Right now. And probably Corey. Yeah. 
And actually, you know what? Probably Gar. And Jericho. Okay, so, okay, you know what? Everybody you know what? A but bunch don't. Of them. You know yeah. what? A bunch of them live in Titan's Tower. Because I'm still, once again, I'm still thinking of the 2003 Titans where... Mm-hmm. Where they would, like, hang out there for the gig. weekend and then leave? It's their weekend gig. They would show up on Friday afternoon and they would leave Sunday night. It's their after-school program. <laughs> they would fight crime in San Francisco for three days and then they would go home to go to school. <laughs> Fucking insanity. Imagine living in San Francisco and it's a Wednesday and a supervillain's tearing up the block and you're like, you're like the, the kids the are off duty. And you're... <laughs> Gotta wait for Superman to show up. California child labor laws don't allow for them to be here. You gotta wait for Superman to show up, but Superman is busting up an illegal boxing ring in Acapulco. And you're just like, who else is a fucking superhero of the entire state of California? Only Hal Jordan? And he's in space, uh, getting into uh, nefarious activities. Don't ask Hal Jordan about that girl. Any girl. Any girl. But especially that one. You know. You know the one. I I actually don't because I'm thinking of multiples. Oh, that's... Hal Jordan, uh... I don't even know how to put it. Uh, there's a girl who is, like, 16 and then is 20 one day, and then Hal's like, hey, so... Oh, she's the one with the green skirt uh-huh. and the deep V, what, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Not great, Hal! No, no, not not great looking at all. well, Harold. Not good, not not good. Still not as shitty as Guy Gardner, but pretty close. Green Lanterns, not great. No, so Space John, Cops. Stewart. John, John Stewart. John Kyle's okay. okay. I like Kyle, but you know, I like Kyle too. Also, the new one from N.K. Jemisin's. Oh, uh, I don't know her name, sector. but from Far Sector, yeah. Joe. Okay. Um. Anyway, Joe's incredible bisexual queen reads fan fiction about black lightning (laughs) (laughs) that rules (laughs) she has has AO3 chapters delivered to her along with her mail on the other side of the universe that's because it takes it it takes so long for stuff to get there that she has to ask for specific things and they literally give her a new chapter that's awesome it's black lightning fan fiction um so, on totally not AO3, but it looks exactly like AO3. It's just green. So they're, they're still yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck's happening with Raven. Uh, all that's left are... Raven's ra- gone, we should mention. Raven Without leaves. Jericho, Raven's, Raven's gone. body the, is not here. Yeah, so Raven's rings are left behind. The rings of Azar. Um, Which apparently came up in the previous story that I did not read. Yep. These are the ones that uh, um, Azar gave her when she died question mark and raven said the goddess raven said that she felt azar herself still lived in them and guided her and they're like okay so we gotta find raven and for that you need me here's lilith a precog i know so little about lilith i have read her death (laughs) because it's in the same mini that it's in graduation day yes it is right before Donna dies. I forgot Donna like, dies in that story. Mm-hmm. Three Titans die in that. I forget who the third was. It's Lilith. They're killed by Cyborg Superman. Uh, this was in mm, 98, 99, maybe 97, actually. This Late 90s. Uh, it was at the time where there was no Young Justice book and no Teen Titans book either. Yeah. Because Young Justice had ended, and then the second iteration of Teen Titans, the one with gold, gold Cyborg. <laughs> 
Um, that ended, and it was a similar team, and they fight Cyborg Superman, and Cyborg Superman kills Lilith, and then kills Donna. Yeah. And Donna's dead for, like, six or seven years or something like that. Um, Donna's dead until 52. Yes, and then she comes back, and she's, like, universe hopping, and Donna's origin is never the same twice. Yes. I don't think a single writer has ever written Donna's origin the same <laughs> as a previous writer. It, everyone changes it all the time. I know literally nothing about it. <laughs> it it's not important. Sometimes she's Wonder Woman's sister. Sometimes she's another golem. Uh, not important. Yeah. Who, uh, but who cares? all you need to know about Lilith is she's a precog. Um, and she's wearing an absolutely ridiculous outfit. Oh, yeah, I did make a note. Her outfit is horrendous. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Ooh, she's got these, like, suspender. It's like a leotard suspenders that go up the front. That she has a white t-shirt underneath the leotard suspenders. Over the leotard suspenders, she has hot pink high-waisted shorts. The leotard is also hot pink. And yes. she is wearing strappy hot pink heels. It is... And also, like, a bright a pink, vibe. like... Choker. Choker, yeah. Um, Big gold hoops. It is certainly a look. But she shows up literally out of nowhere, and they do the quick little intro of like, hey, you were a teen titan, not a new teen titan. You were a teen titan. So we're talking like this. Yes, yes, she was, she's a character from the 70s. I do Which know I that. did not know. Um, they're just like, you're a precog. And she's like, yeah, I was a Teen Titan once. I was hoping maybe I could be a new Teen Titan. That'd be fun. Also, I was drawn here. Um, maybe I can help you with your raven problem. And they're just like, sure, why not? Yeah, fuck it. We don't know anything about this mystical shit. You kind of do. Why not? Help us out. If you got a lead, we'll go for it. Uh, lightning the rings. Then at that moment, the window shatters and lightning hits Cyborg because he's a living lightning rod. And basically, Trigon's, like, controlling stuff around them to fuck them up. So, like, uh, they wrap it, <laughs> they wrap Cory up in sheets and she can't see anything. And then a candle lights on fire out of nowhere and tips over and the room catches on fire. And the fire extinguisher isn't doing anything. And they break down the door and they get out of the room. And they're just like, fuck it, we gotta get out of here. Because it's Raven's room. And it's apparently just, like, haunted. Yeah. So, they... Lilith is like, the rings are the nexus to her soul, but we need to reach her heart as well. There's someone else I need before I can find her. Um, and then we cut to their T-shaped plane. <laughs> the T-jet. The T-jet, shaped like a letter T. Uh, and they're like, I don't think he'll come. Uh, he turned us down when we needed his help against the Hive during the Judas contract. Um, and it's like, well, Wally will help because if he doesn't... Uh, We'll all die, basically, is the implication. Yes. But there's cool narration where it basically says, like, the sound of the thunder drowned out what Dick Grayson was saying, but it made it more pretentious. That's not an exact quote, but that's the vibe. The sibilant crash of thunder drowns out Dick's words, yet adds emphasis to them as well. For the thick, rolling darkness presses everywhere like some heavy, smothering blanket. There, To many, there is no escape, nor any hope. Yet the T-Jet speeds on, a bright silver bullet, piercing an impenetrable heart of darkness. So, they're flying to go pick up Wally. We get a little insight. Wally's not on the team now. He quit being Kid Flash. This is about one year before Barry dies and Wally becomes the Flash. 
yep. the better Flash for a long, long, long time. Also, who the fuck is this girl? Oh, Frances King! <laughs> she's not Linda. Yes, yeah, pre-Linda, she dates this girl. And the only thing I know is that she's a girl dating Wally West and therefore not, and not Linda, which means, unfortunately, I have a feeling she's not gonna live. Uh, I think Fran... I mean, she lives through this book, but, like, I have a feeling this girl is, like, not I want to say Fran's got a power. I want to say she's got, like, a... Like, a a magnetism thing? Oh. I never got the implication that she was powered at all. I don't think she has her powers anymore. Uh... Uh, but yeah, she eventually becomes... Anyway, he's dating this girl. Yes, he's, uh, he becomes... She... They are dating, yes. And, uh... She eventually gets possessed and some other shit. I am very quickly glancing at her. Uh, <laughs> and I'll summarize. Wally's in college, yes. and uh, the weird darkness is there too. Uh, really quick, the they introduce it as Central City University, pride of the Midwest. Yes. Uh, also, just, worth mentioning the the pride of the Midwest, one college. No, are you kidding me? There would the, be so many interstate the, rivalries. No no Midwesterner would agree that one school can be the pride of the whole Midwest. There would be fights to the death over this. That's what the Midwest does. The mid-80s. Like, this is mid-80s. The pride of the Midwest is the Chicago Bears. The pride of the Midwest differs between whatever state you're in. The pride of the Midwest Ohio is William Refrigerator Perry. People in Ohio will say that it's the Ohio State University. People in Michigan will say that it's Michigan. <laughs> they will fight each other over this. I think the White Sox went to a World Series around this time. Fuck is Central City University, the gem of the Midwest. Get out of my face, Marv Wolfman. Don't lie to me. Anyway, they go to the gym because... Uh, oh, I did want to note. Somebody asks him. <laughs> somebody asks... Hey, Wally, you going to the dance next week? You are in he's college. A, that's what I thought. I thought the exact same thing. Also, I had to go back and look. Literally, there's lockers in this hallway. He's carrying his books. I literally, I was looking at this and I was thinking to myself, like, Mar, Mar not even Marv, George, George. Did they have these men go George, to did you go to college? And if you <laughs> did go to college, what did your college look like? Yes. I know, maybe you went to art school. Art schools are different. But this is not, this is not what college looks like. Unless college in the 80s was, like, a completely different thing. Unless college in the 80s was high school, but taller. <laughs> like, uh, this is a high school. There's a gym, for crying out loud. Oh, I mean, colleges have gyms. My college had a gym. Yeah, but it's, like, a different building. Yeah. Um, this is th this is all one building. Yeah, because you're wanted in the gym. So they go and they meet with Dick and Donna who look so hilarious standing next to people wearing normal clothes. Yeah, ridiculous. They look like they're in an ABBA cover band. They do. They both have deep V-necks. Actually, I'm... Dick and Donna have the same depthness of the V-neck. Yep. It goes the same distance yep. down. They're showing equal amounts of cleavage. <laughs> so, long story short, because we gotta keep going. Long story short, they convince Wally to come. Uh, and Wally's basically just like, um, but yeah, I care about Raven, but like, I don't want to be a hero anymore. And they're just like, yo, we like literally need you, uh, you specifically, because apparently we need a key to Raven's heart. And, uh, that's you. And, uh, what's her name? Francis Fran? does not like, Fran, Fran is unhappy. Fran does not like this because she does not like the implication that Wally still loves her. And I Wally's really like, like these, these pay, uh, panels of them though. These, uh. 
They're it, good. Because she says, uh, you're going, aren't you? You still love her. All she has to do is ask and you throw your life away. No, for the first time I realize I don't love her anymore, but I still have to do this. Please care enough for me to understand. And they kiss and she cries and Dick and Donna try not to look too hard at him. They're like in the background, teeny tiny little heads staring, but it's a very good panel. Yeah. Uh, so they get Wally to come with them and time for a seance. As the cover and, promised. And Wally says, you what? <laughs> he is not into this. He is not into any of the shit. Yes. He does uh, not want to do a seance. Also, Wally looks different than Dick. They all have different faces. Yes. It's great. Wally like, has much more of like a butt chin. Yeah, he's got like the cleft chin. Um, he's got like a di- like a wider nose. Because like obviously you, has red hair. Right, but like you cover their hair, and it's like these are very clearly different people. Yeah. Just right, the fact that they both have blue eyes. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's very it's very good. Good job, George. Um, okay, so they start a seance. Doing a seance. This is a cool panel because they have this panel where they show everybody's eyes next to each other. It's Everyone so cool. has different eyes. Everyone has their different eyes. Their eyes are no shaped two differently. Eyes are the same. You can tell who is who by looking at their eyes. Their eyebrows are all different. Some people have like hooded eyelids. Some people don't. Jericho looks like a kicked puppy again. Yeah. Um, and they're all holding hands. And then there's like this big, great tornado thing. Like and Lilith's eyes are like, shut tight. Yeah, like, and Lilith is like, don't let go no matter what. There like, are we're three all holding people hands. here with the same color blue, or with blue eyes. Their eyes are all different shades of blue. Yep. You can tell who they are by their eyes. Top left is Wally, top right is Dick, underneath Wally is Donna. Yep. Yep. And for the fact that five of these people have the exact same skin color... Yeah, you can just tell who is who by looking. That's that's great art. He's the best. He's the best ever. It's very good. Even if there were no coloring on any of this, I would yeah. still be able to tell. So they uh they are able to contact Raven, but Raven's like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stay away from me, or you'll all die." Yep, and Wally says, Raven, it's Wally. Please let me help you. And Raven says, I do not need your help. I do not want your help. I am Trigon's daughter. His power is mine. I must rejoin him at his side. Do not be so foolish as to force my hand. I cannot save you. Save yourselves. Once again, she's being very clear. <laughs> Granted, she's also sounding pretty evil. Yep. Kind of so sounds like Satan I do understand why they're not listening to her at this point. Yeah. Uh, Up until now, I was very pro listen to what Raven has to say. The second Raven starts sounding really fucking evil, that's when you start ignoring her. I'm okay with that. Uh, the ring starts glowing. That Also, Lilith is wearing the rings. Important. They get the ring basic, starts glowing. They basically get carried off into Azeroth by Arella. Um, which means we get more of these cool, sketchy-looking shots. So cool. This incredible double-page spread. Yeah. Azeroth is being attacked by dragons. 
Yep. They're not actually dragons. I'm going to call them dragons for the rest of this time. Yep. They're dragons. They refer to them uh, as Death's Dark Scavengers. That's so tight. That's metal as shit. Uh, and so they they run and try to save everybody they can as the demons seize on them. They are not succeeding. They are, it's not going great. Wally is just kind of standing here reckoning with everything that's happening. And he's like, God, what do I do? I'm not a hero like they are. At least not anymore. But they know they can die too, don't they? And they still try to help despite the risk. Damn, I can't just stand here watching that awful slaughter. Using my super speed will kill me, but there's nothing else I can do. And then he uses his super speed. Yeah, it's like bad for his heart. Because his, yeah, his metabolism is... Related. His metabolism is slowing down, so using his super speed is hurting him to do. Gotcha. He does complain throughout this whole book every single time he uses his Oh, God, he never how, stops. How much, how much his whole body hurts, like, yeah. all the time. He's going to have to get over that pretty soon when Crisis Pretty hits. soon. He's, he's going to be the Flash within a year. He's got it. He's got shit to do. God, he's the Flash before he's 21. That's hilarious. Like, imagine if during his time on the Teen Titans, Dick Grayson just became Batman. Ugh. Tim did that once and it was bad. <laughs> well, it wasn't that Tim. But... Not great. <laughs> not, not a good time. Oh my god. So we should do that. Wally we speeds off to find Raven. <laughs> uh, while Lilith just keeps going, looking for him. She's just like zombie walking. Yeah. Lilith has changed, and she will be not the same for like three issues. She yep. is very zen all of a sudden. Very stone-eyed. Meanwhile, and just like slowly walking towards doom. Meanwhile, Wally catches a fucking <laughs> he catches a hamstring <laughs> uh, cramp. Yeah, uh, his chest starts hurting. This is just me after running for ninety seconds. He's sweating profusely. He's sweating. He looks like he's gonna throw up. As me after doing cardio for approximately two minutes. <laughs> Uh, Except this man was made for cardio, and he's very confused. Yep. This poor, poor boy. So and he, he sees Lilith walking up, and Lilith is now wearing a raven-like cape and is, like, chanting. Yeah. Along yeah it with took all me a second to realize this was Lilith and not Raven. Yeah, it's because her hair is blonde. Yeah. And also she's got the rings. Yeah. Um. She's basically, she's standing literally on the altar, like above everybody. Yeah, as though she is as are herself. Which I think is the point. Yes, I think that's where they're going with it. But yeah, um, and every important thing, every single person of Azeroth is waiting for death. When yes. the Titans have been trying to save them, they keep saying, "No, you're getting in the way of destiny. Yeah. Let me die. Let they're me like, go." Azeroth summons us now, and we go to meet our destiny. And then they all get nuked. They all just fucking get, get rocked. The entire place explodes. Like, very, very much explodes. And poor Wally is watching as these fire-breathing dragons fire-breathe nuke the whole place. And he's screaming. And it's this cool scream that, like, curves it. It looks like word art. Yes. From Microsoft Word 2003. 
but in like a much better way. Yeah. That sounded like a diss. No, I, this it's, looks it's like more a comparison. This is absolutely something better. that they drew in when they when they uh, placed the panels. Yeah. It looks and, very good, and it's just the word. No, 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 because it's Wally just being like, fuck this. Back and on Earth, we get a special news bulletin from Larry Garter. A crowd has gathered here to view what seems to be the focal point of the lightning storm, which has covered the Earth for the past 24 hours. Titans Tower, headquarters for a group who call themselves Teen Titans. We have tried calling these Teen Titans, but have yet, as yet we've received no answer. And so the question becomes... Wait! Something is happening! The sky, already black, seems to be darkening. And I hear a wail, but it's like no animal I've ever heard before. There's no way our microphones can accurately... Wait! There's an increase in the lightning activity! I see something now, emerging from the dark birds. No, they're larger than birds. Oh my god! Forgive my burst, or my outburst, but I can hardly believe my eyes. Those things, those flying beasts, they are... Wait, wait. Something else is appearing now. It's a figure. Human, I think. But after what we've seen so far, I can't be certain of anything. It's a woman, and she's talking to us. And this is the first time we see Raven's full body, not cloaked in darkness. She is solid red. Yes. She has two sets of eyes like Trigon. Uh, Trigon, and the eyebrows connect between the edges of the two eyes. It's fucking cool as shit. It's she so has cool. the Sinestro hair that's very long. She still has her original dress, which has giant slits up the side, so you can see her legs for days. Uh, she's still wearing her normal costume. And now, all of her speech bubbles have the pink that surrounds it that Trigon gets. Yeah. Humans! Hear me now! They call me Raven, and I was born on this Earth! Yet my soul belongs not to this planet, but to him who sired me! Weird thing to say. That, very weird. <laughs> this what... the, the, the number of times they say the word sired in this book makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> this is what signing purity packs does to your children. If you don't know what a purity pact is, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Also, <laughs> the rings of Azar with purity rings? Fallen before his might. No one who has opposed him has ever survived. She looks witchy. She looks ill. Yeah. She looks horrible. She looks like she's going to throw up. Also, I truly love, and we can't really do this anymore because of how TVs are shaped nowadays. One of my favorite things about comics from the 80s is when they make panels that are shaped like a TV. Where it's like a, it's the four three yes. aspect ratio. It's a little curved on the top and the sides, mm -hmm. and you get the little like lines, the scan, the scan lines, lines down yeah. the middle. That it's like my favorite thing. They do it a lot. Listen, the one thing I will give Frank Miller, one of two things I will ever give Frank Miller, is Dark Knight Returns, and that is very good with the TVs. They do that a lot, and I love it. Um, the other thing I will give him is Daredevil. That's yeah, fine. born again. But, fucking... but other than that, I give him nothing. Um, <laughs> Raven says... Really, really quick, just let the record show. Uh, listening to that freaking All-Star Batman and Robin episode hurt my soul because it reminded me of the book. It's anyway, bad! Sorry. It's so bad. Moving forward. So it looks like little TVs. And so it's basically like, this is her on broadcast. She's like telling the world this. They have yeah. it on video. Lay down your her... weapons, submit to his will, or your pitiable planet will soon be little more than a wasted, lifeless husk. 
He comes, humans! He comes! Her soul self, which is the raven-shaped thing, instead yeah. of being black like it normally is, is red. Terrifying. Yeah. And then, Trigon is just standing there, all abs, very red, thigh-high boots. Just, just White going, cloth. like he's yelling, like his mouth is open, but I'm no, there's no words. So I imagine he's just going, yeah! <laughs> Listen, I know nothing about pro wrestling. This looks very pro wrestling to me. <laughs> it is. It's Someone with no context. I'm just like, yeah, I, I can, if, if somebody showed me a clip and told me it was from like a pro wrestling match and someone was wearing this exact outfit, I would be like, well, first of all, how's the loincloth going to stay in place? That looks a little dangerous for television, but like, oh uh, yeah, I believe you. That's just Judas Macias. That's a, that's a deep pull for anybody. If you know who the fuck Judas Macias is, you're on my kind of carrying on. Also, yes, I did just watch Wrestling Society X today, so I've got Ricky Banderas on the brain. Uh... <laughs> What? <laughs> Trigon slutty thigh high boots? <laughs> also, I cannot get over the loincloth. It's less noticeable in this shot. There will be one later. He's, where you're just like, he's oh dressed God. like like Rule 63 Mystique. It is, yeah. It is like, the thing is, it's not, it's tied with strings around the side. So it is literally like, it covers like, if he was a normal human being size, it would be, I'm going to say, five inches wide. Starting at, like, a little bit below his belly button and just going straight down. Like, it covers the junk and only the junk. It covers, it goes, like, all the way down to the floor. It covers nothing else. He is tits out. Thighs out. Most of the thighs. Not all of the thighs. Just, just you yeah. know. But yep, yeah, it looks bad for everybody. Issue three, which I literally have on my wall right here. Like, I have issues three and four of this. I don't have one, two, and five. But I've got issue three, like, right on the wall next to my screen here. Nice. Um, Because it's a really fucking good cover. It's a good-ass cover. It's basically Raven out of her brain shooting every single member of the titans with like a red laser and it's hitting them all through either like the heart or the gut or the back and they're all like falling dramatically it's very good while trigon sits on his throne menacingly legs spread like a slut <laughs> the first page honestly terrifying i kind so of startled when i so creepy when i like it's just a close-up of Raven's face. Yeah, and, and like what I think, terrifying. yeah, what I think really adds to like Raven's weird face is that her upper eyes are basically where her eyebrows should be. Like she has no eyebrows; she yeah. just has these upper eyes that have a different expression because they're shaped differently. Because the skin forms on her forehead like skin should but there's still round eyeballs there yes the eyes almost look upside down yeah it's upsetting yep it's gross and she has these like elfish ears that are very pointy and she still has that gem and she still has that like horrible horrible sinestro hairline that goes like halfway back her head in the swoops like she 
that's the thing that I do respect George Perez for. He still could have made her hot. Yeah, but he decided to make her super gross. <laughs> and super fucking scary. Because, like, if you think about it, in, like, any modern comic now, this would still be sexy. Well, because be, here's the like, thing. You, sexy you... demon lady. Like, if you bring the hairline down, if you give her, like, beautiful hair, you could give her two layers of eyes and have one of them be terrifying and still be like, oh, but she's hot. No, this lady's fucking scary. She, and they could have just made scary. her Madeline Pryor. Because, like, when Maddie becomes yeah. the Goblin Queen, she's still Maddie. Yeah. She's still hot as shit. Actually, she still... gets hotter. <laughs> she still looks It's great. the underboob. I love <laughs> <laughs> She gets that swoop. And see, listen. And then Alex Summers. Havoc to also yeah. wear the underboob shirt. <laughs> Havoc said, damn, that looks so good. I will also do it. What a what yeah. a weird no, guy. They made, Raven, they made Raven look fucking scary. And like, I do want to be very clear. Sometimes scary ladies are hot. This is not hot. This is not this one is, of those times. This is disgusting. Like, I flipped a page and I was like, hey. <laughs> she's just, she's looking at me with four eyes. It's, it's unsettling. And she's yeah. screaming something, something, something. Yeah, yeah, she's pontificating. Obey, obey my father. Resistance is futile. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. She says that a lot. It goes on for many pages. She says, um, within 24 hours, your regional governor shall pledge their, their loyalty to Trigon, or they shall be destroyed and replaced. Your soldiers shall carry their weapons in Trigon's name, or they too shall be destroyed and replaced. She says, the common chattel shall follow all instructions given them, or they shall simply be destroyed. She talks like... No opportunity. She talks like Bone Crusher in Def Jam Fight for New York. He goes, "You will be destroyed. You will be destroyed." <laughs> this is. And this reporter dude is still standing there. Yeah, Larry the Garner here for like, WBS. The cameraman's like, Larry, Wait, let's get, get the, the hell fuck out of here. Like, no, no, no. I have an exclusive. Bro, bitch. I'm Larry Garner. And they keep zooming in on Trigon. Yeah. Zooming in, zooming in, zooming in. And then he opens his second set of eyes. And apparently he has a superpower called, and I quote, the death stare. Yes. And it just, and then there's no more broadcast. Yeah. Larry Garner here for WBS News. I am facing Titan's Tower, once a sleek structure of concrete and glass. Now metamorphosed into a T-shaped slab of refoon rock. Behind me, standing almost 75 feet tall, is a being who calls himself Trigon the Terrible. His daughter, a teen titan known as Raven, floats in midair before him. Reports have come in from all nations that so-called devil worshippers are claiming that Trigon is their deliverer and has come to Earth to claim his dominion. This reporter offers no opinion. Whatever the truth Satanic may be... Satanic panic. <laughs> whatever the truth may be, there is no doubt he is responsible for the strange dark storm blanketing the Earth. Wait, Trigon is about to speak. Your planet is mine, as are your lives and all souls. You will obey me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm evil. I am Trigon. Yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then... The, and then Please stand uh, by. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Rest in peace, Larry Garner. We barely do. And his cameraman. And his, his cameraman is so pissed. His I cameraman, care more about his cameraman. His cameraman is at the pearly gates stomping him out. 
They're just like, you don't belong here, get the fuck out. Trash! <laughs> just kicking the shit out. Oh my gosh. So then the next page introduces the title of this issue, which is incredible. It's called Souls as White as Heaven, as Black as Hell. It's, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, and was... it's this cool page with this white background, which from what I read in a letters column of a previous issue of Teen Titans that I read as kind of background for this, I read one issue that was background. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that since they were splitting into two books, one of the books was going to be printed on better paper. And I think it's this one. Yes. Uh, based on the fact that it has white in it. Uh, because the other one, listen, I have issues with the other one. That is not good paper. That's that shitty paper. That, that chilo, like, shitty yellow, yellow paper, yeah. Like it, like it was yellow when it was printed. It's yes. not yellow to It did yellow because it of has age. It's always been yellow. And it feels bad on your hands. And like nothing's lined up correctly, and they were like bragging. They were basically like, "Yeah, in our new book, it's going to be printed on the nicer white paper that has better alignment. It's just going to look better." So I would it's contend just, like, they should have just kept the same book printed on better paper. You would think. And then the tales of the Teen Titans could have been the new one. I. W <laughs> Like it's not even like an X Men X Factor thing. Like at one point, no, they're this they were is like just dumb. There were like five X Men books in the eighties, right? It was like Uncanny New or Mutants, Uncanny X Men, New Mutants, X Factor, and Excalibur. So four. Yeah. And Wolverine. And Wolverine, yeah. <laughs> Wolverine was so popular in the eighties. He was the only X Men to get his own book, and is still yep. so popular now that he's the only X Men to have his own named book. Hey, Cable had his own book recently. Yeah, but, but we can't we can't talk about Krakoa. Mm, mm. Cable had his Krakoa. own book, and now he does not. <laughs> For reasons you will all find out when you read it yourselves. Um, and so the Titans are in Azeroth, just going like, "What the fuck?" Azeroth is literally just a rock. It is just a, vo a rock on a in void. A white void, because it was a black void before, because they were like trapping the evils of Trigon, and now the evils of Trigon are on Earth, so they're stuck in a white void, which means it's just fucking nothing. Also, Lilith got a cape, but she's still wearing that ridiculous fucking. It is, it's gotta be spandex. Think, think about like a workout video from the '80s in a leotard, but the sp the suspenders don't even cover her boobs, so she has to wear a fucking white T-shirt under it's awful just wear the t-shirt and the shorts why do you need why the, the why the striped joint why uh, is that there i don't understand anyway they're all hanging out in the rubble and they are all very Arella sad looks like because Hippolyta. every single person except for arella and the titans has died yeah uh and they're like hey what the fuck's with lilith she's got that look in her eyes that raven gets sometimes that's weird also, like I was saying, Arella looks like Hippolyta here, and it's very weird. Yeah, she does this, like, whole time. Every single time I look at her, I'm just like, oh, hi. This is also... Have you played Hades? Why have I played Hades? <laughs> you ask me this. Ha! Absolutely, I've played Hades. Yeah, she looks like Nyx. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Nyx mixed with, like, a little uh, Meg. Yes. Um, she's got the shoulder pads of Meg. The shoulder thing, yeah. The, like, that's what I, she's got the, like, dark broodingness of Nyx. Yeah. 
Anyway, I fucking <laughs> love that game. Quick, quick plug for Hades. Maybe one for, of my favorite video games for, of uh, all Super time. Giant, because Supergiant made my actual favorite game of all time, which is Transistor. I haven't played any of the other Transistor ones except for Hades. I know I need to. I own them on Steam. I just haven't sat down to do it yet. But you Hades... can knock out Transistor in like four hours. That is, that is a quick game. Hades grabbed me by the throat and said, "Hello." Said, here hey, is you a, like girls, here's right? A here's a hot lady with a deep voice who wants to step on you, and you can romance she, her. Also, she wants you to can beat be you gay to in death. this game. Do she you want to do both? She wants to beat the dog shit out of you because it's her job. She yeah. <laughs> Meg and wants to give you a tombstone pile driver <laughs> in front of your dad. Would you like to be in a polyamorous relationship with a sad, angsty gay boy? And who a is woman death? who could step on you? This is Jesse Catnip. <laughs> it's everything I need. Uh, anyway, that was my quick plug about Hades. Please listen, play it. It's people fantastic. like the tangents. I know this. <laughs> I, today, uh, my, my guy Raphael. Raph, when you eventually listen to this in a month, because <laughs> you listen to these late, uh, shout out to you. He was like, yeah, you guys went on a tangent about the singer from As I Lay Dying. And this one. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I, we recorded, me and Manny recorded that episode before I went on vacation. That was two, that was almost two months ago. <laughs> so, you'll get to it eventually. <laughs> God. No, I do, I do love the tangents. Especially, I literally. <laughs> Today, I literally just got done listening to the Super Friends episode because I it, my Spotify thing didn't tell me that it happened. Yeah. So I noticed it today, and I listened to it, and you all, you you both got done with the two issues, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, it must be almost over 25 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time for bullshit. But we do not have time for bullshit because we are on issue three out of five. Yeah, and we are... Don't, Don't tell me. <laughs> I won't tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will not tell you. It doesn't look great. <laughs> I I am losing my streak of every time I show up, it gets shorter. Yep. Yeah, that streak is busted. God. Uh, and okay. Well, so basically, same issues as last time too. Yep. Uh, anyway, so, so they go back to Earth. Yeah, they go back to Earth. Earth is fucked. Earth is Earth is bad. Earth. Is this is why I say that this feels very Inferno because yeah. like. Uh, there's like there's like hands City. grasping up at skyscrapers. New York City has turned into rock and bone and skulls. Hey, you like they were just in New York City. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was on vacation there earlier this week, and um, there are a lot of fucking people in New York City. I gotta say, uh, all those people. Literally every single one fact. of those people. All no. of these people are in these spires and bridges and shit. Their souls are really screaming. Horrifying. I gotta say, we're not even at the panel where it's, like, the worst yet, but I, I will preface this before we get there. There is some body horror in this issue and the next issue, specifically with oh, people yeah, they stuck get to these, like, spire things, that remind me, viscerally, of, um, I forget what it's fully called, but it's the enigma of something something fault. Have you, it's, it's like a short story manga thing, and it is like a horror comic and I don't know why Amigara? I read it I'm bad at horror um yeah it's the enigma the, of, of yeah. there we go yeah um traumatize me Jujito. for yep. fucking yeah 
traumatized me for that. fucking life. Anyway, uh, these twisted corpses look a hell of a lot like that. It's upsetting. It's not great. Uh, it's very gross. So they, so they see. Trigon is sleeping. Trigon is sitting on a throne on Titan Tower, which is a flex. That's crazy. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> you're home. My throne now. Dumb yeah. shit, losers." <laughs> literally built a chair on top, and it's just. But he's also asleep. He's, he's taking a nap sleeping. like a, like somebody's dad and a lazy boy. Just chilling. Uh. And so there's horrible corpses. There's like dismembered hands, like reaching out of liquid rock. There's like a, a streetlight made of bones. Oh God. I didn't even see that. People look melted. It's, it's truly disgusting. <laughs> I think the fact that Jericho can't talk always leads to just great facial reactions from him. Yes. Cause he sees somebody's like corpse in a car and he just is like, <laughs> it's a horror. Just, Oh. So upset. Also, Lilith doesn't get facial expressions anymore. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's raven now. She's just, she's blank. Um, yeah, and she has the cool cloak. Anyway, uh, someone surprises Wally, and he's like, what? You? Oh my god. I'm assuming it's raven. Yeah, and it is raven, yeah. It is raven. Um, and he's doubled over in, like, horror? Pain? Yeah, pain. No, he's doubled over. Yeah, because raven says, my friends, I am pleased to see you. Trigon has need of you as his slaves! And then she opens that second set of eyes and like weird pink mist comes out and then like beams. And they're like, Raven, please stop. We're your friends. She, uh, what's she doing to us? I feel so weak. Yeah, and so Cory comes back and shoots a blast at Raven. And Raven, she's like, Raven, I love you. We all do. We want to help you. Please stop killing your friends. Please don't make me destroy you when it's Trigon we want. And <laughs> also, really quick, before that, Wally also says, Raven, for heaven's sake, I loved you, Raven, and I think you loved me too. You can't kill me. You can't. Oh, Wally, she can. <laughs> oh, but she can, and she's, she's trying to do it. She says, love? There is no love. There is only fear. You will obey the lies of Trigon because you fear his reprisals. You will obey his every command because you fear the alternative. And so it comes down to just to, to uh, Jericho and Beast Boy. Yes. Jericho never fucking learned. Listen, in this case, I'll I'll give him a. Uh, this is this counts as number three, but this is a trying to save everybody lives from our friend who just became Satan thing. No, no, no. When I say never learn, I don't actually mean as a like consent thing. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna ding this because we're we're at two for the yeah. consent part. I'm not gonna ding this on that actually. I do think this is a like she's a full demon. We gotta save lives. I'm saying does he learn nothing because the last two times he did this, he ended up once again on the ground smoking. Yeah, she uh, the last time he tried off this. His body. Last two times. The last time he tried this, uh, she put his soul in the katahajime, and it just did not go great. So why yeah, you try this a third time? But this is his one move. So that is true. That is true. That's no all I got. There's fucking. There's fucking no one else to possess. I mean, I guess he could like walk over to Corey and like lift an eye up and be like, "All right, my yeah, turn." All right, hey, let me use your star bolts. Um, 
Uh, but no, instead, he tries to go in, and instead, she zaps him like a bug. Yeah, uh, his, the narration says he screams a painful, silent scream, and his mind suddenly explodes. His eyes melt, his tongue swells and ruptures, his flesh and bone erupt with a thousand searing fires. She says, mindless, idiotic, dolt! How dare you believe you could possess me? You are, the, you are to be horrified. the slave of Trigon. He who is yes. my father and master over all. As I bow to him, so shall you. As I worship his evil, so shall you. As my soul has been cleaved between the light and the dark, so shall yours. And, and you shall embrace his way as your own. Go now, return, return to where your soul shall die. What you were, what you are, is now ended. This is so fucking cool. So fucking cool. Nobody it's, writes like this. No, it's so good. And it's also like super evil because we see the thing that she's doing to them because she's t picking up all the Titans one by one. And she's putting every single one of them in this like situation that is like the most hell of their own making that they could ever be in. Yes, kind it of is. It's, it's people they care about rejecting them. It's people they care about dying. It's being blamed for the death of people that they love. Right. And most it, of it's being blamed for the death of people that they love, except for Cyborg, for whatever reason. Uh, um, so it's really just like, hey, what is the thing that this person fears most? How can yes. we exacerbate that fear? What is and, the, the and thing that's- And have a shadow self. Right, yeah. Uh, the Persona games uh, would later, like, it's very Persona, you know. It is um, very Persona. Very Persona 4, specifically. Persona 4 really deals with the aspect of who is, what is the true self? What is the mask? What is the thing that you hate the most about yourself or the thing that you, um, what is the thing that you fear the most about who you are? Uh, and the and first so, up is Dick Grayson. Yeah. Who and this right is the page that <laughs> this is the page that made me stop the book and then double check if this had been approved by the Comics Code Authority. This is the first moment where I was like, "Wait a second, this there's no way the code approved this," because Nightwing is in a weird lab, and he finds Batman dead in a weird impaled, machine. impaled, bleeding like gross red blood. He's impaled through. It's not small. three times it through is. the chest very jesus pose yeah uh um, and poor jason todd is double over poor fucking little robin jason todd keeps he babbling said, about how he wasn't good enough how if only dick grayson had still been robin he could have saved batman but instead he left the incompetent childlike jason there and jason couldn't prevent this and batman died yeah it's like jason todd was useless but you can save him the, the, like, this is the... Shadow self. Right, and Dick's shadow is telling, is basically... Very Legend of Zelda. Very... Twilight Princess. Yeah, he's got this cool, uh, like, this half-tone all over him. Um, and it's like, Dick's big thing is that he worries that he made the wrong choice by choosing to not be Robin anymore. That by allowing himself to grow as a person and become his own man, step out of, uh, step out of Batman's shadow and become his own person, that he has now doomed Batman. That by doing this, yeah. he made the wrong decision, 
and that that will come back to hurt the people he cares the most about. Yep. Yep. And furthermore, that he is nothing without Batman. That his Black only purpose is to be to be Robin. We cut to Cyborg uh, in Central Park. His girlfriend Sarah is like so. The thing with with Cyborg to kind of brings past it. Cyborg is afraid that Sarah doesn't. That's deep down, Sarah sees him as a freak. That she doesn't love him. That she could never love him the way that he is. They touch on this in earlier issues, like leading up to the Judas contract. Um, they touch on this where he thinks Sarah is getting back with her ex. Uh, and he's like, well, of course. She could never love me. I am a gross robot man. Um, and so his his shadow self is not a cyborg. It's just Victor Stone. But for some reason, is still wearing the cyborg costume. <laughs> yep, so he's still wearing the unitard, but he's... Uh, he's got his fucking he, plums on display. Yeah, he is ripped. Jacked. Stacked. Slim yeah, and, and trim. And his girlfriend runs away from real cyborg and goes to creepy grayscale cyborg. Grayscale says, hunk like, this cyborg. This horrible monster was trying to make me love him. And also, like, these kids that he hangs out in the park with who have, like, prosthetic legs normally in the real world do not hear and also hate him. Yes. He's like a mentor to these just, like, random kids in Central Park. Yeah, they, and, it's so fun. They're so mean to him here. They're, he they says, are. I'm the real Vic Stone. And the... <laughs> The grayscale one goes, you are. Look at you, man. You made of steel and plastic, not flesh and bone. You're a monster. What gives you the right to be with real people? Oh, God. Uh, and the kids are like, get away from us, you freak. Why did you just fall apart, you, rookie, you rusty junk pile? You're nothing but a stinking robot. Sorry, that was the most Cartoon Network smarmy kid voice I've ever heard. <laughs> You want to be a real man, Stone? Give up the metal, pal. Give up the body parts to keep you alive. I can't. Without them, I'll die. And no one will care, Stone. No one will care. This, this Vic looks so fucking evil. <laughs> yes. He's got, like, these giant white teeth. Like, the evil Nightwing doesn't look evil. He just looks grayscale. It looks like Dick this in grayscale. Yeah, this guy looks fucking evil. That's <laughs> also, they all have red eyes. Yes. All the all the grayscale selves have red eyes. Uh, Donna. <laughs> Next one, Donna. I sent this you is... this earlier with uh, you with... did. You did. <laughs> Terry didn't use the safe word because evil Donna is just just googled him out. Terry one handed, just choking the shit out of this man. This poor man. This poor, poor man. He says, you're killing me, Feet Donna. off the ground. I can't breathe. For God's sake, Donna, let go of me. And it, yeah, it's it just with... his throat, not bone crushing. Fingers into skin, bleeding. Yeah. He drops him, he's dead, and he's literally bleeding. There are like finger puncture marks in his throat. Like she didn't break his neck. She stabbed him with her fingernails. <laughs> just, just put her finger in his carotid. Also, she do, she also looks super evil. She looks so evil, and so like, in, like Donna's... a very smug way. Yes, she, <laughs> she kind of looks so like Rosa smart. Diaz from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, 
Um, God, she should play Donna Troy. That that would rule. That would rule so Stephanie hard. Beatrice as as Donna Troy. She didn't get. She wanted to play She Hulk and didn't get it. She should play Donna Troy. That would be cool. Oh God, that's She Hulk CGI. Looks so bad. Looks bad. Does not it look good. She does I'm cradle wondering. that that small man, and I think that's very funny. <laughs> He's not a small man. It's like an, it's like an average. He's like my height. He's like an average sized dude. But he looks very tiny. Um, so I'll, Donna's, I'll believe that show when I see it. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Donna's big fear is not is a causing something bad to happen. A something bad happening to Terry and it being her fault. And well, she, just wait, Donna. And then <laughs> oh, Donna. <laughs> and the kid. And the kid. Fuck. They both go off the cliff. Um. So Donna, later on, Terry yeah. and Donna's child will both be in a car that literally rockets off the cliff. And they will both die. <laughs> like Katie Vick. That means nothing to you, but it means no. something to enough people that listen to this. And okay. Manny and Will are going to yell at me. <laughs> um, but anyway, Terry is not long for this world. He lasts maybe four or five more years. He doesn't. He doesn't make it out of the eighties. Yeah. Um, he comes back in Blackest Night, which is why I know who he is. Uh. And so Evil Don is like, you puny little man. All I need is to apply the very slightest pressure and your miserable neck will be crushed like so many twigs beneath my boot. A lot of comic writers had certain interests. I'll I mean, say that. Wonder Woman was literally yep. signed by a man who was into bondage. Correct. Hence that why is. her one weakness is having her wrist tied by a man. Not so. Yep. Not great. Yep. Yep. Is, uh... Also, can I just say, I actually really like Evil Donna. Yeah. Because Evil Donna's whole point is basically like, you, don't you are too here. good for mortal men. Why did you leave Paradise Island, you fool? Why are you with this random dude? And I identify a little too much with Evil Donna. <laughs> Literally, but he's a fucking man. Why do you care about him? He's a he's a college teacher. He's a professor. He's got a he's got a. I mean, know. I care about him as like a person, but yeah. I I do, the point that Evil Donna is making is like you are too good for the world of men. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so Donna immediately gets to scrap it with uh with her other self, Ready who is to like fight. who is like you don't belong anywhere. You don't belong on Paradise Island. You don't belong here. You suck. And so she's like, bet it's our. They just right get you right to it. Kicks her uh, through a wall. Yeah. Uh, Beast a Boy, you get a real picture of how traumatizing this dude's life is. Holy shit, this poor kid. No wonder he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's been through a lot. Also, important to note, Shadow Beast Boy um, never transforms into a real animal. Yeah. Only it's all like these into, like, weird horrors. monsters. Yeah. Like two-headed pterodactyls and like weird gargoyles with long claws yeah uh, versus regular beast boy is always a regular thing anyway shadow beast boy has murdered and eaten the doom patrol and tara and tara but he's actively eating robot freaking man. robot man which yeah. i mean gross that would be yep uncomfortable but uh and he keeps telling Gar, he's basically like every single person you have ever loved has died because of you. Yeah, because Tara's you dead because to of you. Them, so the you Doom might Patrol as well go double down and, and just start kill them. them yourself. Just kill them yourself. Kill them and eat them. 
Garfield. Kill them and eat them. Do it. What are you? You know scared? you want to. What are you, are you scared? Do it. Do it. Um, yeah. You, He's like, you. your mother died because of you, and now your adoptive mother has died because of you. And it's like, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Your, Any your kid raised by Jillian? the Doom Patrol is going to be traumatized. Yeah, because the fucking Doom Patrol always dying. Then this fucked up pterodactyl beast boy kills Cyborg and rips his heart out. Yeah, just starts munching on it. And then transforms back into, like, human form, holding Cyborg's beating heart, blood dripping out of his mouth because he just took a bite out of it like an apple staring at him with red eyes. He says, and just says, as we always have, as we always will. Uh, Starfire is uh, stuck in a nightmare about being a slave again. Because being a slave stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was horribly trafficked. That is her backstory. Yep. Um, yep. So it's... The implications made in the comic are very different than the sanitized implications made in the show. Yep. We're gonna leave it at that. We... Yeah, so Shadow Starfire is like, because you forsook this world, Tamaran will die. You could have been our savior, but you remained on Earth while your people died. But there's still a chance if you want to take it. To save your planet, you must once again become a slave. She's like, fuck that. Uh, and then we get to And then Wally. reason number three that this is not approved by the comics. <laughs> we get to Wally... <laughs> Who One is, was looks, the hole in Batman. Two was the bleeding heart. Three. <laughs> Wally Wally West looking on in horror as his shadow self plows Raven. Demon Raven. Yes. Red. Four eyes. Yeah. Demon says, Raven. Literally Wallace. both of them are naked in a bed making out. And Wally literally says he is making love to her. Raven. He says, Raven, she's making love to me. But that's, that's not that's me. not me. Jealous, buddy? Yeah. The uh I love that the two like cowlicks on other Wally's head look like horns. Oh they do. Oh they do. That's super cool looking. Uh, but yeah, um Wally gets Shadow Wally's done. Yeah. Walks over, puts on his Kid Flash costume, has four eyes, looks evil as shit. Very cool, though. Um, and is basically... Uh, okay, what... Oh, gosh, what did he say? He basically says, like... Raven would have totally been into this if you had been man enough... To, like... To, and I quote, take her when you had been on the team... And your cowardice meant that you never got to have this. Which is, once again, very dubious consent. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not, not, not great. great. Um, Wally looks horrified. Yeah. True Wally looks truly Shadow like, Wally what? Looks, what? looks super evil. Like, even without the extra set of eyes. Like, he's yeah, got how this. How about the extra eyes? Still evil. Yeah. Like, his expression is super, is so great here. It is, it is beautiful art it is horrifying it you is know who's art. not stuck in one of these dreams jericho because he is in shock he's yeah he's just staring at the sky catatonic spoiler alert jericho will be useless for the rest of this arc he will be down for the count until the literal last page i would argue he's been pretty useless this whole time 
No, I like Jericho. Was, he was man. worse than useless. He did start the apocalypse. This was actively his fault. <laughs> yeah, this without Jericho, no apocalypse. Without Jericho, Bart would still be running correctly. Jer I can't forgive it. Without without Jericho, inertia doesn't get stuck in the Flash Museum. Remember how Wally stole Inertia's speed? He stole the concept of speed from his body and just left him staring at a staring at a statue of Bart. Yep. Uh, so oh Arella and uh, Arella and Lilith. Lilith. I almost called it Lillian. That is not her name. Nope, uh, Lilith. They are they are trying to figure out what to do when Lillian. Lillian. See, I did it immediately after I said I wasn't going to. Immediately after Lilith, uh... They're, like, like sensing Raven. They're right. trying to figure out what she's doing to the Titans. And then we get that fucked up body horror you were talking about. We get the body horror that just upsets me. They, The Titans are laid out across a pillar, and they look like... They look They're like, like glued to it. Right. They look, like, deflated. They're becoming part of it. Like, gooey. Yes. It's... Ugh. Or since they are fighting for their very souls. Which uh, next issue us, torment. Tor yeah, brings us an issue four, which I also have on my wall. Uh, very cool, very cool cover. Yeah. So this opens with the phrase "frothing nightmares, maddening insanities, twisting realities, all painfully begin, agony." Fear, the dying, and worse, the dead. So Trigon has their souls. Uh, they look worse now yep. on the pillar. They look more deflated. Their jaws are so, they're like unhinged. Their faces are too long. I have a really specific thing this reminds me of. Do you remember, it's like mid-2000s, there was these commercials of like, this is what we will do to you. And it's the girl on the couch, like slumped, totally deflated. Yes. <laughs> That's what they look like. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, Weird body horror in that, in that series of ads. Also, weed is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, that shit was lying <laughs> to you. That's fucking lying. That being said, uh, Last Monday, I... You had a bad time? Bad time. <laughs> Edible had me the torture rack. Not great. Oh. Not great. Oh, no. Uh, like, not, oh, no. not fun. Um, not a good time. Anyway, uh, Raven says, Come near them now while I manipulate their minds, and I swear that mother or no, I will burn your foul flesh and readily rejoice as you die. The night the Titans shall know, torment! She's, uh, and with the blue cloak and the red. Also, you can see skin. all the superheroes in the world are also, like, fucked up in these. Yes. You see Superman, Plastic Man, the Martian Manhunter. Uh, we see the Aquaman, uh, the mascara. Yeah. The Batman here is so, so gross. It's, all of these are upsetting. 
Yeah. Every single one of these. Also, you can see the whole planet is made of rock now. Yep. Because they're all turning into rock, I should also mention. Yes. Like, all these things that are, like, melting under the stone pillar. We say melting. They look like they're melting. They're made of stone. It is horrifying. And Lilith is just... She just keeps staring. Yep. Just keep staring. Uh, and so... Dick is fighting his other self. He's like, I didn't kill Batman. I had nothing to do with it. You're me. You can't even exist. He's like, and here I am fighting you, pal. The other Dick Grayson talks so much more. He yeah, talks a lot. God. I think he calls him Dicky at one point. He does. Uh, he basically says, Bruce was just waiting for you to fail with the Titans, get them all killed, and then come crawling back to Batman, begging for your old job back. That That is what he truly thinks of you. No. And now you failed him and Batman's died because silly little Jason Todd couldn't protect him. Because you left a 14-year-old boy. Because at this point, Jason Todd has done really nothing wrong except for stealing some tires. Actually, mm -hmm. that hadn't been retconned at the point. No, that's not until after Crisis. Yeah, that's post-Crisis. So at this point, pre-Crisis, Jason Todd is just... A plucky little kid who happens to look a lot like Dick Grayson. That's mm -hmm. it. He's he's a sweet, sweet boy. Nothing bad's happened to that boy yet. Yet. He also won't survive the 80s. Yep. Mm. Bad times. So Come back. Uh, he won't survive the 80s. Um, Cyborg is boxing his other self and getting his ass kicked. Oh, before we get to Cyborg, we should mention Dick Grayson has determined that it is time to kill his shadow self. Yep. And now we get the cyborg. Yes, they are boxing. Like, he's just a solid, solid jab. Bare knuckle boxing. Seriously, other Shadow Vic looks so fucking evil. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, And everyone's cheering from the sidelines, like his girlfriend and all the kids. Vic, kill that monster. Destroy him. He's bothered me, tried to make me love him, but how can anyone love a Frankenstein monster? He's got, like, his blood on his hands. Yeah. Uh, he's got his blood on his hands and there's no remorse. Um, Absolutely none. At which point, our actual cyborg decides, time to kill my shadow self. Time to just whoop you. Time to just, I've had enough. I'm a man, pal. A real man. It is specific that every single one of them, though, is saying, like, no, time I, to kill you. Yeah, I have to kill you. None and, of uh, these people have ever killed anyone before. Right. And essentially what's happening here is that Raven and Trigon are trying are like, when you kill them, you will become we, part of Trigon. Yeah, we get your soul. If you kill the shadow self, we get your soul. Yeah. Um really cool uh use of the space on one of these panels here on page seven. Um where the narration starts on the uh, on the the cliff the next rock? to Lilith. Yeah. yeah, I think that looks so cool. It looks sick. Yeah, uh, and well, now we're back to Donna. Yep. Evil Donna once again kind of has a point. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> you're too good. You're too good for man's world. What what manner of Amazon are you to marry a frail mortal? Surely you knew that you were better than he. But you're no true Amazon either. No legitimate mother or father. You are a bastard without any heritage. There is no one who will claim you as theirs. 
and you See, and that now part you are she's a widow. not right about. Yeah. And now you are a widow without a past and without any future. Your mother despises you for uh, marrying a mortal as much as she despises her true daughter for loving one. Both of you have made a mockery of her life. You both turned your backs on all she taught you. Refute your past. Admit to what you are. And Donna hits a sweet double axe handle on her other self here. Great. Don't you know I'm going to kill you for it? Don't you believe that? Don't you? Uh, and she smashes her down near the scaffolding of the Statue of Liberty. Did it get restored in the 80s? Okay. I don't know. Neither of us were alive then. Uh, no. I have no fucking clue. My parents were children in the 80s. I got no clue. <laughs> it was 11 years before I existed. Uh, and so... Uh, we have weird creepy changeling who looks weird, like Weird creepy dragon. changeling who's like... Feast on the blood of your dead friends, Changeling. After all, you are the one who killed them. Who more than deserves to taste the triumph of victory? And when Gar finally snaps and decides he needs to kill his shadow self, he turns into the demon bear. (laughs) (laughs) I have no other explanation. That's, yeah, yeah. Got the, uh, yeah, it's not great. It's just the demon bear. Yeah. It's green, but it's mostly black. It is It is the demon bear. Yeah, Corey fights her other self. For herself, and uh, it's, she says, Stop swearing I killed them. Stop it or I'll kill you. She's like, You'll have to do better than that to kill me, girl. I'm, <laughs> I love the idea of her calling her, like, girl, but not in, like, a... Like, a, I'm trying to demean you and say that you were a child. Like, the idea of Starfire yeah. saying, girl! <laughs> the idea of Starfire saying saying bestie is really funny to me. Bestie, listen. You Starfire absolutely saying- caused the death of your planet. And Sam <laughs> Hun, sweetie, sweetheart, you are going to have to try so much harder to kill me. I mean, like... Sis, come on. <laughs> yeah, Basically yeah. the valley girl versions yes. of my brother in Christ. <laughs> I feel like Star uh, Cyborg should be allowed to say the N-word like once a decade. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. once. Like once a decade. Cyborg should be able to look at somebody and go, Nigga, are you for real? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, and it has to be that every time. What are you doing? <laughs> He's in the Justice League now. So many of those people need to hear that. Like, Black Lightning and Cyborg are just like... And John Stewart. I want a, an issue where Cyborg, Black Lightning, John, and John Stewart, like, get caught code switching. <laughs> or forget to switch. Like, like they're one of them to them, they're talking to the other two. They're talking and, to each other like, and like Superman super, walks exactly. In Superman walks like, in and they just don't notice. And he's like, "This is how you guys talk." <laughs> he's like, "What? What? I, Cyborg? I've never heard you say that before." And Cyborg's like looking on her like, uh, Clark, because uh, I, I don't think they care that much if it was anybody else, but like Superman. <laughs> 
I wish you could all see Marcus's facial expressions right now. They're so good. <laughs> They're like, uh, like, so you don't know because you don't know, you don't watch wrestling. So I I'll explain it very quickly to you. There was an incident once uh, where <laughs> Booker T uh, was talking uh, about uh, Booker T, who I will add is a black man, uh, okay. says, uh, he's, he's just getting fired up. And he says, We won't, and after we take Lex Luger in the child, we want the gold, sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. And like immediately puts his hands on his head like, oh man. Oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Just like, oh no, I got a hot mic. Like, oh no. We are live. Oh, they can't cut that. Oh man. Like, and that's exactly what I picture like Black Lightning's <laughs> reaction to be. But instead of talking to Hulk Hogan, he's talking to Superman. Talking to Superman. He's talking like it's the same thing, but he's talking like about Lex Luthor. He says, Lex Luthor! Oh, <laughs> uh, and then like Superman's just looking at him like, what are you fucking doing? What? You can't say that. And they're like, they, then they have to explain the ins and outs of why they can say it to Superman. Superman having to learn specific racial, um, like, th about things across color lines. I think that's a fascinating story. I, I actually I do. would. I would. I, <laughs> I would love. I, I think. I think of the Justice League heroes, Superman's the only one that I would read that comic <laughs> of. Everybody else would be like, oh no, this is about to ruin my perception of this person forever because they're not going to handle it well. well. Superman is from a farm town in Kansas. I've been to Kansas. Not a lot of black people. That's to say, no. No, not a lot. You ever been to Wichita? It's not great. <laughs> not a great not. place to be. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, though, so that Ooh. was a, kind of a similar, similar vibe. My dad suddenly went, went to, to Kansas. high school closer to a city, so that mm. helped. My dad suddenly but. moved to Kansas when I was twelve because he got married. Uh, so then I spent two summers in Kansas. They mm. are my least two favorite summers ever. Yeah. Kansas stinks. <laughs> anyway, my best is rough. Uh. Starfire decides to kill his shadow self, too. Yep. And so, yeah, Raven explains here that uh, without their souls, the Titans shall become his slaves forever. And, <laughs> and other Wally. Wally. Another reason this issue is not, a, uh, sorry, different issue now. New issue, still not approved by the Comics Code Authority because Shadow Wally picks up butt-ass naked Raven. <laughs> Just butt-ass naked and literally runs her because he's wearing his kid flash costume now runs her out of the house because they're in wally's house yes. runs her out of the house and taunts real wally to chase him to beat him up to claim demon raven as his prize basically like if you can catch me and fight me you get to fuck her once again she is fully naked she's also screaming for an entire panel, her face is redrawn like nine times. Because of the speed of at which that they are running. It's redrawn because of the flash thing where you overlay panels to make it show that yeah. it's going fast. But like, just her all four eyes wide in terror, fucking screaming as he's literally just absconding with her and taunting real Wally to be like, 
Come get your prize. Surprise, the, it's a woman. Yeah, he says, uh, you can't make up your mind, can you? Never could, never knew what you wanted to be, did you? The others knew themselves, but not Wally West. Oh, no. Am I this or am I that? You never knew. You could have had Raven if you only had the guts to take her. That's all she wanted, punk. Someone man enough to go for what he wanted. But you're such a pansy. Such a little boy. Can't make up your mind like the big guys do. So I'm taking Raven. And I'm gonna make her make love to her. And I'm gonna make her forget you ever existed. Then real Wally's like, no, I won't let you take her. And fake Wally's like, can't stop me, can you? You're not fast enough any longer. You've been losing your super speed, haven't you? Oh, I forgot. You haven't told the others. Afraid that they'd laugh at you, punk. I'm not afraid. I wanted to fix it myself. Heart beating so fast. My chest. He is sweating. <laughs> he is gonna. He is gonna puke. He is gonna hurl. He is gonna heave. But then he decides time to murder. Time. And he decides for violence. He he's decides to push through all of his nauseous feelings and he's just going to beat the shit out of this gonna whoop anyway. his ass. He, says, he literally punches him, beats his face in. He kill he kicking him off the cliff is not when he kills him because so he kills him through just like super speedy punches, breaks this dude's face in. You don't see that part, but it's implied. His eyes go solid red and then he just fucking this is Sparta kicks him off a cliff. Where this cliff showed up out of nowhere? They, they run to, like, the edge of a cliff. And he says, uh, you'll never taste the warmth of Raven's kisses as I have, pal. <laughs> <laughs> what? He says, you're a coward who can't make up his mind. And then he's like, wrong. I made up my mind. I want to kill you. And yeah, just like and he said. And then he beats the shit out of him. And then this is Sparta kicks him off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, which is now, Wally has now killed. And then we get all these montages of Starfire. Star Starfire just obliterates her shadow self with her star bolts. It's incredible. And she screams, no one will own me again. No one. No Ironically, one. as she's, air quotes, losing her soul to someone else. Uh, um, and then freaking Demon Bear Beast Boy says, I didn't kill my friends. I, I haven't killed anyone, anyone but you. As he just like squishes. <laughs> In his hands, like, uh, other changeling, Donna takes a steel rod it's from so a scaffold. And she says, you want me to sacrifice my heritage? I won't. But you, my friend, you'll sacrifice your life. And she just, like, like throwing a spear, just fucking yeets that <laughs> thing straight into Shadow Donna's heart. Just, like, right on in there. Lilith uh, is sweating as she's, like, hearing all of this happen. She can like see it. Cyborg um, beats his other self with a fucking with a bear hug. He just like breaks his spine. <laughs> he just so he's Brock and Nightwing. And Nightwing kicks his version off of a cliff. That's how his died. Yeah, is that he? He just like also all the tech in that room looks identical to yep. the anti monitor stuff, which I'm assuming was just like a warm up. Yep. Because it came a year later. Uh, so the Trigon claims the Titans and they come back out of the thing, out of the pillar. Uh, also, Lilith lost her cloak for no reason I can understand. Which is a bummer. I like that cloak. I, I, I'll say this. The silhouettes of the these evil Titans, because they're just the normal silhouettes 
uh, with red eyes. Red eyes. But terrifying. Everybody looks kind of ominous. And then off to the right is Wally, who is wearing a polo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody looks terrifying, and Wally's there. Anyway, so Raven is convinced that Trigon has their souls, and Trigon has one. Uh, and she's like, I've got them. <laughs> They're mine. And Lilith is just like, are you sure about that? Are you positive? And then totally not Hippolyta is like, Lilith, what's going on? And yeah. now and at so last, the time has come. And Lilith reveals that Lilith, in fact, controls the Titans. Yes. And that them killing their shadow selves got them to Lilith's side. Air quotes on Lilith. Whatever is inhabiting. Azar. Yeah. Controlling I, I think, Lilith. I, I think it's Azar is the implication because she's still wearing the rings. Yeah. Um. So somehow Lilith has like planned for the not Lilith. Azar has planned for this for hundreds of years and has managed to set this up. So now the Titans are evil in a really cool art style where it's like um, when you take a negative of, of a photo and all the light parts get black and all the black parts get light. It's like that. But instead of it being light, it's red. Yeah. So the lines are red and the inside is solid black. Truly terrifying. Deeply creepy. Um, and the Titans start kicking the shit out of Demon Raven. Real Demon Raven. They're like yeah. back at they're They're out of the pillar. They yeah. got out of the goo. And so when Raven attacks them, because they're using Trigon's energy, uh, they get stronger every time she attacks them. Yep. I, I love, I fucking love the panel of Nightwing here, where he's like in the black and red and just says, ha 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 It's super creepy, especially because the inside of his mouth is It's red, red, yeah. And his hair is red, and oh, jeez. It's... And freaking Beast Boy turns into a snake and crawls up her, crawls up like, her leg. Crawls up her leg and like tight and like wraps around her body. While Arella is like pleading with them to not kill Raven. Because they are, they are going for it. They are, they are killing her. Uh, and uh, guess what? They, they do. They they succeed. Uh, but they, like Starfire says. Uh, let my star bolts tear the very life from her soulless form. Let the spiritless shell she is die. Raven shall be blasphemed no more. And Raven screams, Father, I need your strength. Father! And then there's a bunch of sound effects. And then the last thing she says is a whole panel that just says, Father! Ah! And there's like this horrifying, like crunching, crackly lightning. Ah! And she's dead. And the uh, Titans are back to normal, and they just kind of like, what did we do? <laughs> They're just like, what happened? One of them Fuck. literally says, I don't feel well, guys. Uh, <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah, she's being hugged by her mother. Lilith literally says, she's dead, slain by your evil selves, but do not mourn. Only in your evil forms would you have killed her. And for the good of all, that which was Raven had to die by your hands. Also, from now on, they will refer to her as that which was Raven. Yes. Not referring to the fact that she's dead, but referring to the fact that, like... She is not... She wasn't Raven anymore, yeah. Um, and Nightwing is like, you let us kill her? What the fuck? 
fuck? Yes. Is everybody fucking insane but me? Which is, that's the Dick Grayson story. Is everyone here but me crazy? The answer is usually yes. And so Trigon goes, she is dead. The only this child of mine ever to survive has been killed. The next page is the page I was talking about. Because Trigon's now awake, and he's now taller than Titan's Tower. He's, in fact, like eight times as tall as Titan's Tower. He's no longer hanging out and sitting on top of it. He's standing behind it. And he's the huge. shot is from the ground, pointed up. Yeah, they have the Andre the, the Giant cloth. shot. There is a skull over the top of the loincloth. There's just, there's like a giant skull over like, it's basically right above where his junk would be. And the fabric goes underneath that. And I cannot overstate how little amount of fabric there is on this giant demon man with his fucking thigh-high white boots. It is one of the sluttiest villain outfits <laughs> I have ever seen. He's... This is, it's, it's true fucking Goblin Queen. Yeah. Uh, A white and no tit involved action. The rest of it is the same. Yeah, uh, I mean, you just really get under there and just punch him in the taint. Like, his nuts <laughs> are flying easy. His nuts are totally unguarded. Guard, get in there, man. Every, anybody can fucking kick him in the dick. I just... I, I feel like it, he can sire children, he said. So you, it's, he's got to have some kind of... He has. Dick-like yeah. apparatus. Yeah, it's it's truly rough. Actually, also, they mentioned this later, uh, I believe, but uh, Raven's mom mentions that she ended up in... Azerath because basically Trigon basically assaulted her in like another dimension and then put her on Earth to get her out of the way because every other kid that Trigon ever had died because they were all murdered in his yeah. dimension. So he's like, no, go to Earth. Get out of here. And apparently um, Raven's mom like really wanted to kill herself and almost did a couple of times and then was like taken to Azeroth by Azar and Azar was just like no don't do it live here in eternal peace where like we study pacifism and everything like that and keep the kid um and she said hmm, and seems like a did. good idea yeah and she did so but that that comes up later and I can't remember if they said it yet or not so I thought I would yeah mention uh, one more titans, issue yeah we're at issue five the titans are shocked it. At how fucking large and huge Trigon is. He's big. They all look deeply horrified. Like, yeah. Very, very horrified. He is enormous. Just, like, he has a very, very wide stance, and his feet are landing on either sides of the island that Titan's Tower is yes. on. And says, Suffer now the terror of Trigon! I feel the power now. Four billion souls, all in my possession. Wow, the I Earth had a lot fewer people at that time. <laughs> when he said four billion, I was like, what, you didn't get them all yet? And then I thought, and I was like, oh, no, wait a second. There were just second. way less there people 40 years ago. There were only four billion people. <laughs> this, you have to keep in mind, this was 40 years ago. Um, 1984 was 38 yeah, it was yeah. years ago. <laughs> But it's just, it's wild that we got, like, three more billion people in 38 years. A lot of it's people were fucking in that time. I... 
I mean, there's more food now is really it. Also, a lot more people were fucking at that time. That's true. Teen pregnancy became an epidemic. Whoops. Oops. Oh, Sorry, God. mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he got all the four billion souls except for the like seven people chilling in New York. Well, but he already the had plot. their souls and they just said no. Yeah, exactly. I guess he didn't want Jericho because Jericho's fucked up. I think he's being protected by... Yeah. Azar. And I guess Anyway, we see Raven's corpse. Is, she did. Yeah, Raven is super dead. Jericho is still unconscious but staring at the sky. He is useless as always. That's, that's me last Tuesday. <laughs> um... Damn, take half next time. I it was half. That's oh, no. <laughs> Survive the full. Who did they make those for? Holy shit. Holy shit. Though I do have a friend that Scott, if you're ever listening to this, uh, has to take literally two of the strongest edibles I have ever seen in my life to feel anything. That's insanity. Woof. <laughs> I do not understand. Uh, Versus I take one and then my other friend takes like a third of one and we all end up the same level of high. And meanwhile, he's like, yeah, give me two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Lilith is pontificating and Wallace says, fuck all that. And he's like, I don't want to hear any of this shit. I just want to fucking kill Trigon. And speeds yeah. off. And, and Lilith is literally like, no, it's too soon. He's like, uh -huh. and he's like, fuck you. It's like, so he'll kill me and then he'll kill all of us. What does it matter if we try, what does it matter if I try to kill him first? And he says, one of the children, the one whose heart is weak, he resists. And then Wally, Wally's Wally. heart gives out, starts again, gives out, starts again. Which is implied to be started and caused by Trigon. Yes. Uh, Trigon basically just like looks at him and makes his heart have palpitations. Yeah, and his heart is already. And he bad. just like he just like has this horrifying pose where he like arches his back and he just like grabs his chest and he just skids to a stop mid run and just like yeah. flat on the ground, arm draped over his head, fucking out. Yeah, down I, for the count. Not gonna be helpful for a while. I know that like a lot is to be said about like Perez's faces and his the anatomy but his posing of people is always really good so cause like good. that's like the way that that person would stumble and fall and trip yeah like oh yeah as the 80s it's a lot harder to use I could pull up any picture right now put it on my screen and draw the pose yeah. accordingly this is reference images so much easier to get it's way harder back then and he nails this this is the kind of pose where, like, if you are working in, like, a bullpen, which a lot of comics artists did at the time. Nowadays, people work at home. But, like, yeah. at the time, you'd be, like, in an office. This is the kind of thing where, like, you walk over to your writer who's, like, in the other room. And you're like, okay, I am going to need you to walk in front of me and, and grab your chest and purposely trip. And I need to just look at what that looks like. I need yeah. you to do it three times. And you should like, just stand there like this for, like... 
for like 30 seconds. Yeah, literally just like, let me figure it out. Uh, so yeah, Lilith's like, we need to, to, you guys gotta wait. And they're like, that's fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, Trigon. they're all just like, Wally's right. Let's go fight him. Dawn is the only one who goes to check on Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Wally is laid out here, too. He is wrecked. And Oh, no. They all kind of hang out around Wally. Yeah, Never mind. And Vic is checking on, um, checking on Joseph. Uh, and Nightwing hasn't gotten over there fast enough because no one took Nightwing. Yep. <laughs> Nightwing's got to walk. He says, uh, this world has breathed its last. It has seen its final glory, but before it is gone, it shall for an instant burn bright again. Ah, Raven, the glory could have been yours too. I took your mother, gave her my seed, then returned her to earth lest my enemies slay her before you were born. And he, <laughs> Trigon sees Dick and smashes the ground near him with his giant staff. We didn't mention he also picked up Titan's Tower, which is now made of stone, and threw it at all of the Teen Titans. Yeah. They are currently presumed dead. Like, they just got obliterated. Laid out. Just, I mean, there is a really cool panel of Corey staring defiantly up at, like, the rock as she, like, has glowing fists. But then the very next panel is just rubble. Yeah, and so, uh... And then, yeah, Dick gets his shit rocked, too. A lot of rocks. And Everything Ar is rock. Very bad. Arella yells out at Trigon and says, Why, Raven? Why my daughter? I loved her. You were never her father. You never cared for her. You never loved her. She was mine, and you took her from me. Arella, you were merely the vessel which carried her. Your milk nurtured her, but my blood gave her life. How dare you claim I did not love my child when I sacrificed 100 billion souls in her name. To escape the Neververse, I siphoned the life from my dimension. Those souls gave me the power to come here, to claim my daughter. Now I use the four billion Earth souls I have claimed to return to my worlds, to populate my planets, to rule as a true ruler should. This dimension shall cease to be, but mine, Arella, mine shall live again. Even now my winged demons obey my commands. Even now they prepare the path which shall return me to my home. Despite Raven's death, I have succeeded, but despite your much vaunted Azar, despite the children who resisted my power, despite all I have succeeded, my dimension shall live. This is where we get a shot of the uh, stone zombified Twin Towers. They will come back. <laughs> they do not get wrecked. They're stone, but they survive. Pre-9-11, everybody really liked using the Twin Towers for shit. At New York. There are a lot of comics in the 80s and 90s that involve people doing a terrorism at the Twin Towers. Well, it's like Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, the Twin Towers are just not... The Twin Towers are just fucked up. I have not played that game. I believe it. But they're, like, in early X-Force in the 90s. Yeah. There's literally, like, a terrorism at the Twin Towers. Like, it did is, everybody um, just collectively have the same idea, which is like, hey, if somebody wanted to do something fucked up in New York, they'd probably attack the Twin Towers. Which, granted, this is also like a... 
like when you get a car and you suddenly see that exact same car everywhere because you know what it right. looks like and you're looking for it. I guarantee if something had happened to the Statue of Liberty instead, we would look back at every single movie and every single comic yeah, where like Planet something of the fucked Apes. up happened. We, yeah, we looked at everything and be like, something fucked up happened to the Statue of Liberty. Someone knew it was going to happen. It's like, no, this is no. a landmark that you can see from the skyline of New York City. How many Empire State Building things? Like, it's just, pick a building people know about. The Golden Gate Bridge gets fucked up in everything that's set in San Francisco. Golden Gate Bridge gets fucked I can think of every, every single thing that ever happens in San Francisco. The, the Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Bridge, Bridge gets, gets shit rocked in the first, like, two minutes of Pacific Rim. Absolutely. It's the big finale of X3. Yeah. It's a big landmark. That's where the last stand happens. Mm -hmm. and it's also that where cool uh, that is a cool scene with Magneto lifting the whole thing. Anyway, also it's where uh, in, they do it in Messiah Complex. The, uh, yeah, it's it's, wait, it's it the Messiah big complex or is, no, it's not Messiah Complex. It's um, uh, what's the one where Hope and Cable come back from the future? I am not the person you should be second asking coming. Second coming. This is the one I am unaware of any X Men comic between Morrison. And <laughs> okay, it, it is second coming. It is a blind spot. Because uh, that's where Cable dies that time. Yeah, because Jay and Miles haven't gotten that far yet. So you have... <laughs> <laughs> and I've read Morrison. So I don't know anything about that time. I don't know what the crossovers are. I don't know what people are doing. It's... I know everything the Teen Titans are doing at that time to loop it on back. Yeah. Uh, Lilith but, says that she knows the Titans are dead, but she can sense them. Uh, and Starfire and Cyborg blast them out from under the rocks. In a great page. Fucking awesome page. Starfire, uh, her powers right here look like Dazzler. Yes. Like, uh, she's got the star bolts that are, like, going out, like, disco lights in all the different directions, and... So does Cyborg. Cyborg's also got one, and it's got, like, this radiating out. The rocks are all flying all over the place. Donna's holding Wally, and her hair's all good. It is it is a beautiful page. It says, uh, they rise, these young titans, and they are like the ancient gods from whose name they have taken. And through the air, though the air around them stinks of sulfur and stings their eyes, they breathe in deeply and stare at their world as it prepares its dimensional shift. A handful of modern gods against a devil no hell would dare spawn. I love that line. A devil no hell would dare spawn. If I had been taking notes, I would have written it down. Yeah, that's a fucking awesome line. That's It's metal as shit. A devil no hell would dare spawn. Pretty tight. That's so fucking awesome. Marv, uh, my dude. Hats best, off. The, the best team ever, really. They were a great duo. They did this. They did Crisis. And Crisis, truly, one of the best event books of all time. Yeah. I've read it many times. It is... It's beautiful. It's very good. It's very pretty. The colors are great. A lot of pinks. I might reread Crisis good. just for myself, not for the show. Yeah. Like, just, it's too long for the show. Oh, way too long. It's oh, 12 long. issues. <laughs> uh, Never yes. again. <laughs> yep. We yep. learned a lesson. Uh, and so Wally is like, why do we bother? Trigon's one. He's more powerful than we are. Look around. My parents, Fran, Raven, they're all gone. Wally looks like shit. Wally looks like shit. He's uh, drooling. <laughs> a lot of drool in this comic. A lot of drool. Uh, He's drooling. His eyes are like half shut. Meanwhile, Trigon is standing on the fucking <laughs> Twin is Towers. 
One foot on each tower. Just That's like a, a big hitch. He's and... huge. I wish you could see the both of us just put our arms up <laughs> in the exact same he at like at the same time. Um, it's just big. It's a power stance. Got a big cape. Starfire is like, hey, where's Dick? I didn't just save all of us for Dick just to die. I I talked about this in the Red Hood episode. Starfire loves Dick so much. So much. Like, she... Every time they get the chance, they're like, she. they want you to remind you that she loves him. Yeah. Um, and not just as some, like, oh, she's the girl's sidekick. Like, no, no she, she likes, adores him. She loves him. And this isn't just like, oh, he happened to be the first man she met. Like, she loves him for, like, actually good reasons. Yes. And she, she loves a lot of people, but she loves Dick Grayson the most. So much. And she sees his body in the rubble, and she is horrified. Yeah. We get a big zahal. She's, she so, can't dig him out, and Garfield helps. He turns into an elephant, and he picks up rubble with his trunk, which is actually pretty cute. Uh, and so Donna goes, Trigon must know we're alive, but I don't think he gives a shit. Her hair is so pretty. Listen, he... Donna's hair looks so good. George, George Perez, Perez loved drawing curly hair as much as I do. George Perez. Rest in peace, my man. Holy shit. Give One of the best hair. to ever do it. Uh, and so Lilith goes, you guys got to do what I say. Uh, 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 Azar will lead this world to peace. And... Summer's like, uh, yeah, like he just did the Azeroth. Um, that's the, I don't think that's gonna go great. It's like, well, those Raven, people died. Yep. Raven explained it to us months ago, but we didn't realize what she meant. Because of what's inside them, the rings can destroy Trigon. And so Wally's like, also, what's the point? Wally is, Wally's so defeated. He's literally Fully like, giving so in to nihilism. So what? You look out there, pal. Everything's dead. And you just don't know enough to lie down and accept what happened. Fucking ouch. And Dick's like, yeah, maybe Trigon will step on us and it'll be all over. But damn it, Wally, I don't believe in giving up. I don't know about also, you, Wally pal, was, but... Wally was so gung-ho to, like, not lay down and die. And, and then, then the second he got, he got his shit rocked, he said, oh, okay, and wait. Like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe fighting for what I believe in is not worth it. Um... <laughs> uh, but and now so, we get the, the good Dick Grayson speech of him being like, no, we gotta do it. We gotta do... You can do what you want, Wally. Crawl under some rock and forget what makes you special. Let's go, Titans. And interestingly enough, they don't take Dick Grayson with them. Like, Dick is not at this fight because he just got crushed. So they just, like, leave him behind. In the next panel when they're all jumping and flying, yeah, he's just, they leave he's him just not there. Same with Wally. They leave him with Wally, who, once again, recovering from multiple heart attacks in a row. Jer Jericho, who looks dead. He, that, that he looks like... He, boss. unfortunately, is not. His mouth is hanging fully open. Yeah, he's, he's rough. Lilith's hair also looks great. Yeah. Great hair. Lilith starts speaking with the voice of Azar. Mm-hmm. Just like fully, the text bubble changes shape. It's all spiky now, and Arella's just like, "Wait, I know that voice." Yeah. Azar, that that was Azar's voice. 
And, and have you not grown, Arella? Did I not wash away your despair with the teachings of those who came before us? Azeroth was formed that Trigon would die. Our sins were purged of the that the greatest blasphemy of all would meet its end. Heed the words of this woman whose inner lights shine as the sun itself. Take the ring, the one I gave to your daughter long ago. Give into your despair and all is lost. Reach into your soul and a world may yet be saved. Trigon, once again, straddling the Twin Towers. Giant man. Calls Very tiny loincloth. Calls on his power on all the souls. Open a portal to his actual world so we can yeah. suck the Hear me, room. universe of my birth. Trigon returns! It's wild. Also, his cape burns off, and yeah. so does the loincloth. He is butt-ass naked. <laughs> Fully nude. Dick and balls. Just out. Swinging, swinging. In the <laughs> They must be the size of the building. <laughs> He's huge. They gotta be like four stories tall. Upsetting. And they're like, oh my god, he's naked. He says, what? It's cold out. I was in the pool. <laughs> shrinkage. And they said, that's shrinkage? <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, he opens a door to his dimension using the fire that he summoned from, like, the souls of the earth and also his loincloth. Thus shall I ever grow strong. That, that energy... The fool. I thought she would have learned her damn lesson by now. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> it's the so, lowest I can make my voice go. So they put the rings on Raven, and, uh... Raven's and, dead body. Yeah, Raven's corpse, yes. Uh, and the power begins to flow through her. <laughs> Another great line. Uh, Cyborg says, I hit him with everything I had! My batteries are dead. Nothing works. And he's standing there grinning like the devil himself. I am the devil. <laughs> Fuck, he's so good. I was primal energy formed at the very beginning of the universe. But it was evil which shaped me. The darkness in all creatures. The blackness in their souls. No matter what guise I am in, their evil is what formed me. How metal is that? This guy's so sick. And so Gar does the only thing he can think to do. He has he been flying around to an alligator, and <laughs> he hits his eyeball. <laughs> he flies near Trigon's face, turns into uh, probably a crocodile because it's big. Turns yeah. into a crocodile and just flops on just his open eyeball. His eyes. Ah. Just ah. I should mention the eyeball is larger than the crocodile. Yes, by a lot. It's like it's like when you're out like hiking or like outside or something and a bug flies directly into your eyeball and you blink and you can feel it and you have a moment where you're like uh like your whole so like your whole body shivers and your soul wants to leave your body yeah imagine that but it's a crocodile on your face in your eye and then donna immediately punches a giant rock Do and the rock donna immediately sees the opportunity it just directly into the same eye <laughs> They do show that Gar did get out before yes. the rock hit the eye. He's uh, tiny in the panel, but he's he's out. So Raven's body starts to wake up. 
Um, now Glow with, white. Yeah, now with Azar's power. Um, days ago, when her days ago, her separate soul was wrenched from her body, then replaced with the power of Trigon, her father. Raven is now a conduit, but not for Trigon, whose power fled with her physical death. Raven now belongs days to Azar. Days ago? Oh my god, it's been days? It's been days, yeah. Ugh. Uh, she who has hunted Trigon the Terrible from one universe to another. Raven is a funnel through which all... The funnel through which shall flow all the souls of Azeroth itself. Which is, if we're keeping count, way fewer souls than Trigon has. But by it, roughly four billion. But they but, are the purest souls because they are absolutely free of sin. Yep. Never thought about sinning. Uh, nope. Lived the most pacifist life ever Pacifist, very chaste. Very chaste. Also, Azar literally expunged their sins from their body, even though they knew she knew that the sins would then feed Trigon because she needed to like prepare this for the future. Yeah. So she's got like a couple thousand souls, but they're like the best souls anyone could have. Right. Super powered, blindingly white souls, clean. Raven's soul self grows to be bigger than Trigon. Very big, and it's white now instead yeah. of red. With a, or black. with a big blue outline, it looks very cool. Uh, it does. Nor shall the soul of your daughter, who has been cleansed of your evil, and returns to destroy the one who gave her life. You twist the mind, Trigon. You tried to corrupt the soul, but there are those who cannot be corrupted. Centuries ago, I came to this earth and founded Azeroth and peopled it with those who believed as I believed. I expunged the darkness in their souls, knowing all too well that all evil finds its way to you. And when my body died, I placed my immortal soul in the rings given Raven. I continued to watch the heavens for a sign of your coming. Then you came, and you destroyed my people's forms, but you could not destroy their true being. For theirs, as mine and Raven's own, were safe, alive, within the rings. So Raven has been inside the rings the whole time, which is why she's been talking like Lilith, because it's been, or Lilith's been talking about like Raven. Because she's been raving this whole time. Azar was my understanding. Because Azar gave Raven. It's Azar and Raven and Eyes all the both. souls of Azareth. You're right. Um, I thought the one talking was Azar. Yes, was my thought. But the reason she's yeah. had the death stare and is still like that long gaze—that's been Raven. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, also, the next panel has some strategically placed lightning. Yes, strategically placed lightning Trigon's so you do not see Trigon's dong. Because he's, like, reaching back and clutching his face, and he's, like, stretched out, and it, it would be right there. But instead, lightning. No BB. And he uh, says, you fill me with pain, Azar. I, I have never felt like this before. We live, Trigon. All of Azeroth. And we who have devoted our lives to pacifism, to the ultimate peace of the immortal soul, we who without without the darkness, we strike at you who is the ultimate dark. You, you cannot, cannot survive against the light. We now corrupt your dark soul. We insinuate ourselves within your shell. Your daughter, Trigon, the one you gave life to, the one you sought to have rule at your side, she is your destroyer. It is through her body we live. Mark this well. Turns to a skull. For today, Trigon dies. The drawing of him melting into the skull and bones is so sick. It is so cool. Turns to a skull and bones that, like, powders away. Just disintegrates. Yeah. Lilith goes, hey, Donna, what's going on? 
What has happened to Trigon? I've been blacked out for the last 24 hours. Yep, yep. Lilith has no fucking clue what has happened here. Basically, since the second they left Earth the first time and got to Azeroth, like, yeah. Lilith yeah, yeah. has not this been not in control. <laughs> uh, Raven has been driving the boat. Um, also, there's, like, a like figure of Raven with her arms across her chest, almost like she's in, like, a coffin, but she's glowing white, and she seems to be alive. She looks like herself again, too. She does. She looks pretty. Yeah. She still has, like, a Widow's Peak hairline, but it's not sinistro. It's not super far back. It's, like, her hair... It's almost... It's, like, It's normal. more like her hair's just parted in the middle. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. Um, uh, but her, her she... cheeks aren't sunken anymore. She's got normal eyebrows again. Yeah. She looks good, and she's glowing white, and then she... Poof. And then she's, like, not really there anymore. Yeah. It they is theorize she is not dead. And yeah. the city is back to normal. Yeah, everybody starts waking up. Uh, <laughs> Beast Boy is fucked. Yeah, he's wrecked. Donna's like in an alley yeah. trying to hide from regular people holding Beast Boy. He looks like a corpse. He's not, but like he yeah. looks he looks real bad. You know, shout out to uh, to Lilith's shoes for not breaking this whole time. I thought, holy shit, it's like the freaking Jurassic World heels. Yes, <laughs> Bryce Dallas been, Howard. Yeah, exactly. She's been running over like freaking everything. They're fine. Um, this is the last page, by the way. It, it ends very abruptly. Also, yeah. there's this cool narration that says that's talking about the people. So the people start to reawaken, and the narration says. They will dimly remember the dark and very little else, but they will block even that from their minds because to dwell on its meaning would surely drive them mad. Basically, Which bloodborne. Which is cool as shit. <laughs> They've been gifted madman's knowledge and insight. Big um, Cthulhu vibes with that. So uh, that is the end of the Terror of Trigon. That is the last. Oh, like they, they. One more thing. They theorize that Raven is not dead. She's probably out there somewhere. Yeah. I don't think she comes back until the story where uh, Nightwing and Starfire start to get married. And she shows up. Um, she shows up and possesses Starfire. Also, Titan's Tower is destroyed. Yep. Because um, Wally looks around and he says, she's gone. But except for her, it's like nothing at all happened. And then Dick turns around and goes, not quite, Wally. Not quite. It's just the shattered remnants of Titan's Tower because it got thrown at them by Trigon. Yep. And everyone's basically mourning. And that's... Yeah. Um, that's so that. Raven does come back. Um, I knew she did eventually. She, she comes back pretty soon after this. When... Uh, when they when Brother Blood's minions try to control Nightwing and bring Brother Blood back. Uh, and so Raven gets oh, Brother white Blood, cloak. he's always around. Yep. We did it! <laughs> we did it. We made it. Uh, it took us too many hours. Three hours, ten minutes. Um, hey, that's shorter! It is. We we made it, but I'm only barely. Shorter every time. <laughs> A little shorter. We we made it work. Um I'm surprised. Thank you all for joining us for the last couple hours. Uh, you're us uh, tangent as we do. Um, oh, yes. You can follow the I show. I hope you enjoyed the tangents. They <laughs> will continue. Um, until morale improves. And even <laughs> exactly. After, 
Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at MCMFPod. You can follow me at Archer Arios, A-R-X-H-E-R-A-R-I-O-S. The X is a C. Don't make me explain it. You can follow Jesse uh, at Zahili. Spelled Z-A-H-E-E-L-E-E. Uh, I, you know what I'm going to actually try and do for once? So I don't go another three weeks without doing an episode? <laughs> it's actually scheduling episodes ahead of time. So, um... Concept. Yeah, uh, what an idea. Uh, so, we're going to stick with some more DC stories. Um, I know Jake wants to do From Hell, so uh, I'll get him back on and we'll do that before we pivot exactly. back to, inevitably, uh, another, like, six weeks of just X-Men stories again. Uh, I just apologize, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry? Um... But yeah, thanks again. Uh, we will catch you all next time. Take care in the meanwhile. Have a good one. See ya.